Get a cue ball off. We don't need the cue ball. Check the time. Fuck a cue ball. <laughs> Who's doing it, Bob? Hello! Hello, welcome to something to talk about. Uh, so, we've got a guest tonight. Mm-hmm. Fantastic guest. The reason I'm jumping right into it is because he's got a lot to say, a lot to talk about, and we've nearly had a, a set two in there. <laughs> 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 and the, no, and, and, no, 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 no. No, no, we, we, we've already started the debate, <clears throat> and it got to the point where we thought, you know, we're missing it, and all that's good. Uh, so much hilarity happens behind the scenes here uh, at Something Pod Towers that we want to get it on <laughs> mic as soon as we... So, we're expanding week by week, Ty, <laughs> don't you know? Don't you see this? We have towers now. We have room towers. Don't you see we are expanding? Right, so we've got a we've got a, a lovely guy here by the name of Brian McCarrow. Now, I was going to call him... I did ask him just off, off microphone there. How do I bill you? Are you a Fathers for Rights campaigner? Because I know he's... Uh, his backstory about certain things, but he told me he is a. I'm a child's human rights campaigner. There we go. He's and specifically ch- in Scotland. In right. Scotland. <clears throat> uh-huh. That sounds like really important. <laughs> it certainly seems to scare some people. Uh, right, Suitably terrified. The establishment, I'm guessing. Ah, yeah, well, that's it. The establishment have a. lots of questions based on the documents that they have produced to answer questions which it seems no matter how many times you ask them, they run away and just embarrass us all by their behaviour. Well, <clears throat> I that's that sound a bit like the establishment, to be honest. They just make, but they're making up the rules by, <coughs> they're making up the rules that they go by and they want you to live by because they made their rules. Uh, anyway, uh, they, um, yeah. but uh, so tell us a wee bit about your backstory, Brian. Well, I grew up in Glasgow, uh, grew up in an area called Royston, which is just near the Townhead, which is just near the city centre. Uh, lived there till I was six. It's nice and quaint there, and it? it's lovely there. Ah, it's a, oh, it's a good working class area. It's kind of rough as well, and sort of seen that way. Uh, kind of also mostly Catholic areas, it was seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like where I stayed in Lark Hall for a good chunk of my life, you know, I had the same sort of image for the opposite side uh, of the fence and that whole culture that everyone but, identifies with Glasgow. But it's interwoven, it's mixed, and it's. So it's it was, lovely. So yeah. was this? So it wasn't like a case that you went for Royston and they Lark Hall people hit you with bricks and all that. No, no, no. <laughs> I walked into Lark Hall with a brick in my pocket just in <laughs> case. <laughs> no, uh, no. Well, as I've now sort of jumped, I spent a good form of my life there recently, up to recently thirteen years in Lark Hall, raising my stepdaughter and my long-term partner, uh, which we split up, which kind of sort of intertwined with this whole story of recent right. developments in my campaigning. But I but I moved to Glasgow. I moved uh, from Royston to uh, Dennis and my family when I was sixteen. Then I moved away from Scotland when I was nineteen. I got a job with the Met Office. I done a couple of jobs, including civil service with the DSS. I always wondered what civil service I was. You always get you always get to like pointless and all that. Yes. No, you can ask. Civil servant. What, what is, is that? that? Civil servant. Well, you've got to be very civil first of all, right? <laughs> then you've got to serve right. in a. That leaves it open to a lot of Is that a generic term? It is, I. I mean, you actually got... civil servant, isn't he? Well, if you, you've got, like, wee printout cards, right, that are government, right? There's an IPMS or something it's called, but that'll show you your civil service trade, if you like. Right. So mine used to say Earth Sciences. Earth, that's really cool, by Which the way, is because it? it's meteorological. 
So, uh, Love it, earth sciences. Isn't that cool, Diane? Well, I actually get done. Earth sciences, I'm so happy. Uh, the hippie greenie in me is ecstatic. <laughs> carry on, carry on. That wee greenie person that you're sort of characterising yourself, I'd like to put it with this nice side of the civil service concept. That wee guy that you would think for the Mr. Chumley Warner videos in the 1950s, <laughs> post now Second World War, wee grey suit, but very hard working, very loyal to the crown and to the people, and works mm-hmm. for a, a, a good pension. And that was and the a, civil service. Yeah, and was... they, they're very talented and unassuming characters, and they were within their field, they could be 20 years' experience there. And very boring things like programming, but they can do it very well. Are these so, spies you're talking about? Oh no, well, we can go. No, don't. I can tell you about when I was in the Met Office. I got the sort of feeling that it was one of the hunting grounds, not one of the most, but for the Foreign Office, which should then be a jump point, a sort of right. secret service. And all oh, that. really? So you think that was like a kind of recruiting Aye, area? Aye, but there's probably loads. I mean, one of the things that through my recent prosecution and it actually formed part of my defence when I was doing it was Did you time in the, in the, in the clink you in the jail? Yeah I was yeah right, I've spent that, collectively now and this is now I'm 45 this is post the age of 40 as a respectable tradesman right. uh, uh, now educated uh, family all of that that somehow I decided to go rogue and break <laughs> laws it's just the whole thing's well, a the joke the thing is uh, the, 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 laws, the laws that you broke Right, let's get into the kind of whole story. Yeah. The laws that yeah. you broke, I get the impression that you shouldn't be ever, you should never actually have a, a criminal record and mm-hmm. what's happened in your life, uh, like you say, post 40 mm-hmm. or whatever, has uh, has resulted in, you know, the, what, they, what they call the laws. That, mm-hmm. I remember seeing Bob Marley saying all laws are illegal, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're made up. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a bunch of made up shit. And, uh, but then, when comes the fact where you where uh, where do you think that because a, a law to me is different for every person you know personally I think I'm within my rights to do certain things right put it this way if my wains are starving and I go and fucking knock something at Tesco mm-hmm. I don't think I should get to jail for that mm-hmm. right? right okay <laughs> so I don't think that's breaking the law <laughs> I don't I think that's by the way it's necessity somebody's starving ah well that kind of conflicts with whether the law has a right to be that specific, it's whether you assaulted someone and the law goes into separating your uh, sense of injustice against the way you meted out justice and and it, it goes into whether, well, if I let you do it, then by the standards of law and no, your standards, can I legally argue that someone else comes along and does something similar but not completely the same, but because of the rules that we've allowed with you, opens up the canister. <clears throat> so mm. I think the legal system's a great thing, I have to say. I'm enable the thing that I'm able to sit here with utter conviction, with no fear of defamation or no credible action taken against me in a court of law for anything I, I subsequently say is because it's the law itself that I use to argue. So for example right. but, but s- surely that only works if you're well versed in the law. Well yeah, I mean that's part of what me and Diane were talking about there is the great advent of this technology, the great fear if there is exist a, a hidden sort of dark state. It, it, it hates the idea of a well-informed public a pu- public in general because Aye. especially if they're nefarious especially if so they're so much committing. easier to control people if they don't absolutely, know yeah, absolutely yeah absolutely that, absolutely. that thing Dick Gawkins so uh, they'd rather talk to sheep than thinking men of course. but men who think like sheep are even better yeah. I love that it's I no, didn't know that my dad's a big Dick Gawkins it's fan no, it's, it's no gods it was written by uh, I'm sure it was Brian McNeil that wrote it right. no gods 
Maybe we could Google that. <laughs> yeah, get uh, the Google. No, go- no gods by uh, by Dick Gawkin. Um, mm-hmm. But he uh, he he says that you know they'd rather talk to sheep than thinking men, but men who think like sheep are even better. Well, that's rational to think that that's the way they would think. I mean, that's what worries <laughs> me is when people have these discussions of what they think that everything's a lot not sort of prettier and black and white and the people at the top are really thinking about us. It's just really difficult. We all know that. That that's true to some extent, but. You can look at things already, I think, forensically and say, no, that only comes about because the people at the top are not giving a damn and are focused on other things, whether it be to destabilise a country rather than spend funds, because we ends up the public pay more. Mm. And the, the, the argument's always been, well, what do you want us to do? In fact, the discussion we were having, similar to that, is what do you want us to do? Just let all the Syrians come in here? Well, yeah, the Syrians should have come in here because that's what happened to us when we were refugees in the Second World War. I'm talking about the Europeans rather than just British here. And you've also got that with regards to the destabilisation of that country because that country was destabilised by a de facto standard operating system of uh, imperial technique, which has been applied <laughs> since in time immemorial, basically since they created Admiralty Law, which itself was created because any British man landed or peasantry at that time committing the kind of acts that we were doing on other people's land would have even then been testable their actions by some other person as a British citizen standing in a courtroom holding up my account for what they just come back and had brought all these goods uh, in the court there and then so they had to create admiralty law to create the moral you, compass so even from day one <laughs> our society was doing things that our laws being uh, both not a personality and impartial in themselves would have said, you are a aye. bad person. Aye, exactly, You've just aye. took on someone else's land under natural new law, the but law, how come, common but law. How come common law would mean that when we went to Hawaii for the first time, we would have had to respect the king. In fact, we did. That's another story. But I'm just talking <laughs> about that whole idea of, you know, like you're talking about the law and your first preface was, well, in a way, laws are bad. And you know, that's what the, the quote was. Uh, people, well... I just know, I think the lawmakers make the laws to suit themselves. Well, that's always a weakness in a lot of things. Like when somebody says to me, new old order, I think both good and bad. In other words, it can imbue... Imagine when we lived in a, a world like the one that... the What's that? A, a guy that did a, a addendum and all that, and he was talking about a resource-based economy, and it was all very a, utopian. But even in a utopian society, you still need rules. It's mm. the rules that help... Yeah, and it also allows individualistic freedoms. It's in a way, to me, contradictory to say that laws preclude individual freedoms. Individual freedoms, as we recognise them now, have come because of the advent of individual collaboration, whether it be to build water irrigation systems. So capitalism at stage now is feeding off something that it, 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 it attacks by now not allowing cooperation, but it needs those same people fighting to cooperate to exist. It's quite well, quite strange. See, the, the reason the reason that I uh, did you say yep, Brian McNeil, ding ding ding, yeah, points right. to okay. you for cleverness. Brian McNeil wrote that song. He's uh, I'm sure Brian McNeil's originally for Falkirk or something. He's uh, oh, he'll is, find that, is, that, is that, that relevant? No, I'll tell you what. It's, it's relevant. Well, I don't know if it's relevant. Brian, well, I don't know. I think <laughs> a, lot, a lot of intelligent Scottish people. Uh, f- no folk writers. Right. Uh, 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 folk writers like Eric Bogle. Eric Bogle wrote. Um, Steph, the, uh, You're the, on fire, the, Falkirk, yes. He, he wrote, <laughs> 1950, er, yeah. Eric, Bo- Eric Bogle's Scottish and he wrote the band played Waltz and Matilda. Oh, oh, right. Didn't he? 
Yep, also sung by Hamish Imlach, another classic oh, Scottish exactly. singer. Because yep. Tom Waits. Ah, uh, no, no, that's a different song. We love Tom Waits, don't we? What is that song what? then? The band played Logs Walks. It's probably the, the. Is it the one that the Pogues covered? Is it that? Aye, it's the greatest anti war song ever, in my opinion, or one of them anyway. Uh, ah, because it's sort of characterising about women having to dance with each other because all the no, no, that's you're, you're thinking of a different song here. Right, yeah, the band sorry. played like, you, no, Walsh <laughs> Matilda. That you're thinking is Tom Trubert's Blues by Tom Waits. Ah, right. But uh, well, the band, the played, band played Matilda. I'm sure the Pogues covered that. Is uh, is about the Gallipoli the they did. It's a, it's a beautiful. Loads of people have done it because uh, the first time I heard it, it was Hamish Imlich that did it. I heard Tom Clancy doing it. I've also got a feeling Connolly recorded it somewhere do, 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 down the right, lines. Right, that's ringing right. a bell with me. Um, but no, it's a, it's a beautiful song mm, about Gallipoli. Yes. Anyway, I've, I've totally seen when music comes into things. <laughs> 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 right. Tangents. Aye. Um, the reason I was talking about law there, right, is because you have been tied up in the law uh, mm-hmm. quite a number of times over the years. Yeah. Uh, how did that start? How did it begin? How well, did I was sort of maybe because I don't want to be obviously mis- misrepresented, and I could very easily do that. As far as we were talking about, as in having any criminal involvement, and sure does me have to say that, but are, are, are criminally accused. That was, as I said recently, it was involving an MSP and a BBC is, I'm journalist. Say the new, is this still mm. ongoing? No, Can no. We... And one of the ways I've got to consider, and I've, I was going to say that, is I had to consider what I said tonight in terms of me raising an appeal. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I can say I'll take is a, a liability as far as it only can affect any prosecution I have. But the way the system works is I doubt I will get my redress, but the way I'm, well, I'm going to talk about that, the way I'm going to fight that is to take a public service ironically <laughs> <laughs> point of view which if I, I'll get into it now is I see the actual timing of when they decided to come at me because I state that it was the dark side of the state that came for me it's the dark side of the state or that sort of dark side that operates that probably involves people that might even be somebody you know uh, involved at the level that's it can be characterised as somewhere when two trades shoulder basically. Well, no, it's so where people abuse the profession. So what is? So how did it all start? Can you start? Well, that's it. I mean, basically, I've got a daughter who I have fought to see since birth. Who have been denied contact by the courts since birth. This daughter will be eighteen this year in September. Right now, and and everything I'm going to say now is a matter of court record. It's not my mm-hmm. interpretation, and I dare anybody to say anything otherwise. I was never denied contact because I was violent, antisocial, eh, did anything at a personal level with the mother, which ne- wouldn't necessarily be criminal, for example, cheat on her or anything mm. like that. We did have a brief, passionate relationship. But it was brief because she ended it once she'd about a week before told me she was pregnant. Right. And that was it. <clears throat> what I can say, the chap that she began a relationship that would seem well still pregnant immediately afterward turned out to be an old fra- flame and she is with him now so i mean i'm not here to judge anybody <coughs> i'm the one being judged my daughter yeah. is being judged we are being alienated comparable to an lgbt or women's issue but the difference is this one is institutionalized mm-hmm. everybody knows what i'm talking about here everybody and their dog knows that men kind of can lose that contact with their kids and that's just the way it is and yep. that infuriates me in a country that every day i wake up and hear now this might seem it's irrelevant but i'm going to conflagrate women's rights with lgbt rights in this co- in this context why are those issues constantly in the media 
every day, and yet this one issue which affects over a bigger demographic because it affects every family because every child that's conceived in Scotland, over 50% are conceived outside any marriage certificate between their parents. So there's more kids being born where the mum and dads are not married than are. So over 50% of children are being disenfranchised by this law because we don't have the same rights to our kids. Mm -hmm. And then people say, well, you can go and acquire them. Well, that's wrong as well. Because you've tried. Well, no, first, see, the problem that people have, and it's understandable until they have to really consider these matters, but, I mean, if I was sitting here with a bunch of civil servants who have to consider these matters, the civil servants at UNIP, eh, they would have a hard time explaining their conduct. The bottom line is here that I should have a family right to family life. In fact, the, the judiciary themselves conflict them. If you speak to a judge outside eh, his courtroom and manage to get a conversation, something I've done many times, they will tell you <laughs> the main right is that I have to consider as a child starts with a right to family life with both parents. But the, the legislation contradicts that. The letters written by the Sheriff's Association themselves giving their opinion of what the legislators should do, which itself is illegal, but we have them, <laughs> contradict that. So, you know, these are people who pay £150,000 a year telling you that, and then when you say to them, but you don't reflect that, and then they scuttle off mm. because they can't answer that question. This, see, this is taking me back to... We had a guest on here, uh, Paul McLaughlin. You, I think you would very much enjoy listening to him. Mm -hmm. He is very well versed. He works for the Miscarriages Man, of Justice organisation and uh, and he's very well versed in the law. He knows a lot about, you know, um, basically lords writing up new legislation or and, and their, their, uh, their reluctancy to do it as well. Mm -hmm. um, surely there is something there needing done. That, uh, and with it, like you say, every... every Every uh, child is entitled to, you know, the, the right to, to well, that access you, what to you're, What you're touching on there is part of what I think got me arrested was after now, since 2006, I've been saying quite categorically a thing which is comparable to the expenses scandal, and that is what I'm calling expenses scandal 2.0, simply to compare it for the public to understand the level of criminality it deals with the parliament intimately and the players that are breaking the law are, are parliamentarians, the most important part of their jigsaw of democracy, and that it's bigger than the expenses scandal. And on, on, a, on a level of legality and criminal terms, it is worse morally and criminally because they have withheld from us our rights. And How so? What do they profit out of that? Well, they profit, it depends what you mean by profit, but what they have is an agenda and they legislate to meet that agenda as best they can. And their agenda is obviously not to allow dads to have the same say over their kids as women. Why would, they, bother? The, Why would they care? Why would well, they the, the proof that they don't care is the evidence of the legislation. That's what I'm saying to you. When Nicola Sturgeon stands up and says that she's concerned about gender discrimination, as a trained solicitor, she personally made money representing men who she never once turned out and said, by the way, this is the law and I'm giving you the best advice I can. If you're a woman, you would have a different set of uh, <coughs> hurdles to overcome. She doesn't say that. She doesn't mention, in fact, Nicola Sturgeon, if you actually know what she's doing because of your own experience in the same field, which I do, is very specific and very deliberate when she says, I'm concerned about gender discrimination in the workplace. Mm -hmm. She's not interested in discrimination in the in the, in in the, the world. home, in the home <laughs> at that point, because it's not about women. She knows that in this issue, right, family men. law, mm -hmm. well, it's not just men, that's the thing. Well, why does, why does this, the law? This is, this is the other schism about all of this. The irony mm -hmm. is, the paradox of this 
disgraceful uh, attack of parents and children, not men and children, parents and children, humans and their, 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 their young mm. children, is that a it is itself an affront to the very principles this same government say that they're, they're against, which is discrimination. It sounds like you're letting one of the parents off the hook, though. Isn't one of them going to be at fault in some degree of this, no? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Individual cases, are we talking about... Where no, I'm just saying, you're just saying it's like... It's a, a, mm. a, the, the court system is notoriously bad for the man. Well, it can and be it, notoriously bad it's for like, women, but the idea uh, is it's bad for people. But you're saying, no, man, why, why is it bad for people? Well, what do you mean my by mother that? is a woman. My daughter is going to be a woman. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Okay, right. And That's they're involved in this. So, so it's bad for all them as well. Any feminist clapping right. this, I say to them, well, you've attacked that Everybody woman, suffers. you've attacked that woman. Everybody suffers. Yep. Same as when they talk about the gender pay gap. They try and imply it's an attack on women. Turned out if it's all of the there shite, is a gender it? pay gap, mm. then it's an attack on all of us because those women are part of a web of people. Mm-hmm. And you see that all the time where they like to split us into groups. I call it the Venn diagram distraction. So instead of looking at parents in terms of who's male and female, and when you're looking at who's violent, who's not, for example, why not look at whether they get ginger hair or whether they've got earlobes? Because you'll come out with figures, yeah, and yeah. I'm not being glib. Don't no, get me wrong. Me, yeah. But the irony is, and this is, I remember, I only quote government figures, and I only quote government figures if I've checked that they are up to tertiary standards mm. in terms of research. So a lot of the uh, defence which is never, by the way, an official hansard because it couldn't be because then we could take me to court for it. Uh, they'll use like domestic violence as justification for men not having the insane inalienable rights to their kids as women, mm. right? It's now been put in this form, unmarried fathers, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Unmarried fathers are only some, but we are the majority of conceiving parents. Mm-hmm. As far as the male population is concerned, uh, now you have to open your eyes to what it is. But obviously, reason. somebody, a couple who are married, then the the parent, the father gets a lot more rights. Yeah, it, it still becomes dead unfair. But the person that might be unfairly treated might be the mother. Uh, <laughs> you no, see, I you, know, that. you see, this is where the feminists have got it right in certain respects. Again, it's the same mechanisms that are used to extort or be disingenuous to one party. You use excuses. That's what was really happening. So, mm-hmm. uh, for many years. It, the excuse was, well, your, your man's the main breadwinner. But that's only because it, it, it suited somebody trying to maintain their profit. It wasn't that they were fundamentally sexist. That yeah. just served the purpose, and that's what people have got to make the big Because that's the person who had the best job in the aye, house at that time, so aye. they're the one who had to do it. For example, now we're making a big leap to fight feminism uh, and uh, uh, discrimination against women. Yeah. We've got to run the gauntlet of potentially dangerously demonising men which is dangerous which is because it's wrong, if, yeah. but it's deliberate because mm-hmm. the people that are supporting and financing that are the same people that are financing the bailouts, financing the wars, financing the now arbitrage of small companies into big corporations' ownership. Mm-hmm. This is all tied in, as far as mm-hmm. I can see. And that was coming back to my own story, which I think is intimately best to describe things that are not my own story. For example, the BBC journalist, Sam mm-hmm. Poling, I stand to this day and say she is as equally a, a, a Secret Service operative Operative MI6 or special branch as she is. Uh, She's down a journalist. journalist. As, as, a, as a spy yes, here. Yes, I am. Right. So and why, why, where uh, does she fit into your story? Well, well, because our testimony at court proves that she barefaced lied in front of me, and as someone who how's she, she involved in your case though? Well, uh, she had said that Heart and Panorama Scotland were looking at doing an expose in what I was saying. Right. And then it suddenly went how cold. Did, how did you? How did your voice get heard by well, so good. many people? Well, my voice got heard because I make my voice heard. Good man. Uh, so I stood in the atrium of the new BBC Scotland building and stood well away from anybody. Right. And I made a point that because something that happened later on. But I stood and said, is this a Gaddafi news outlet 
or am I a taxpayer who expects the integrity of journalism by the BBC if nobody else when I have prima facie evidence of state-sponsored child abuse and state proof of criminality in the Scottish government? Should have got a catchy slogan in that. That was and, really long. And then eventually it turned out, she told me this at the meeting later on, Sam Pollan, the one and only meeting I had with her, right. and uh, that uh, they could hear me as they were about to do the lunchtime news. <laughs> <laughs> and so she ran down to pacify the protester, right. so to speak. And what she said was... Is it a megaphone or were you just belting out? Just belting out. Right. See when you're, you're in that place. See when you're a dad or a mum... And imagine now, just call me Brenda from now on this story, because that's the only way I'll get understood, it would seem. If I had been a mother, Why do you I'd had the that? state Why come in and allow my dad, my, my child's dad, to take my, me, take me from, take my child from me and get the full endorsement of the, the courts without the courts having to explain themselves, mm-hmm. then I'm sure that eventually I could have been... So anybody could have been in that position I was in. Desperate. With all this, I mean, not just desperate to be understood and to not say this is my point of view but to say beyond my point of view by the test of the laws of this country this is empirically what's happening to me this mm. experience of my daughter is state-sponsored child abuse there is no doubt about it and when you realize that you realize why they're so desperate to not acknowledge it mm. because there has to have a criminal element and in a way that's what always stops when the state or people within the state representing the state so is in that, other words so the top councillor say was found with drugs we saw it with Keith Fass Keith Fass was the head of the committee now whatever else happened out of that case there's no way a journalist going to say that he wasn't witness taking cocaine and he was having paid sex with two young male prostitutes and yet he has got no re- retaliation from the law whatsoever No, he hasn't and yet I have been criminalised and found guilty as a violent stalker how would I how am no. I supposed to stalk an MSP by having scheduled meetings and then having subsequent correspondence where it's all by voicemail do you not or think phones it's, do you not think and the same with a BBC journalist I only had one meeting mm-hmm. and, and the timing of my arrest is this arrest, how they want you to be pers- uh, timing, perceived? well yeah you're a pain in the arse basically the that's how they want to get you away yeah. by dinner well the time of my arrest was when I was literally in conjunction with the Electoral Commission setting up the Peace, Truth and Justice Party. Oh. And that's why... You're going to annoy Diane, but you keep tapping that table, by the right. way, just to stop you there. Uh, Sorry, no, Diane. Fine. Carry on. Uh, and one of the things we were talk- just talking about that you referred to, or a uh, sort of vibrant discussion, was a mm-hmm. uh, guaranteed income. I was writing a I policy... I don't understand it. Can we go through that? Just briefly, right. I don't Well, I was writing a policy it. called the Star Trek Economy. Star Trek economy, yeah. I'm a big Trekkie, go for it. Aye, well, that's the whole point. I mean, I don't think because... No money, Bob, it's the future. You shouldn't, you shouldn't <laughs> not be able to not wear a suit to have gravitas in the modern world. So you've got perceptions. No, we've trusted all these bankers, we've trusted these people to come up with these instruments called collateralised debt options, all these sort of things, right? right. It's all just speak. And what you realise is, trust me, what I've just told you is all you need to understand about them. <laughs> They're collateralised debt options. that some other person's debt, etc., cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So... It's all manipulated, it's all abstract, it's all controlled at some point. There isn't like the free flowing of interaction of people's particular wealth creating this. There's a lot more control than just the individual citizens using this mm. system we call money. There's a lot more of it actually being controlled. And when more of it's being controlled, that can control how you and I. So they've Spend. done that with fixing LIBOR rates and stuff. So what we are proposing that was that a uh, with the Star Trek economy, you start with everybody gets a wage. Right. No matter what you are, you, you're born in the world, right? Well, that... And you're, you're a human being born in the world. You get and to you automatically the get, You automatically get 
a thousand pound a month. Right. What nice. does a crane? I mean, a bird with big long legs, right? What does yeah. a crane get when it was born? Nothing. Does it? It gets a sea to to fish. Right. Right. So well, we're no cranes, we're human beings. That's right, we we're regimented. Same people that you've got a reluctance to give a thousand pound a week, I've got to stop well, so you've a got barrier. A reluctance. You've well, right. no, no, spoke no, no. about right. it yet. Okay. Don't get away my side of the argument. Okay. Then. Oh no, I know. I'm <laughs> advocate, so don't don't get defensive about I'm your no, position. I'm just doing right. Hey, that 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 concern. I, I know what you're thinking about. Well, how does that work? How are people going to be motivated to work? Well. How are people motivated to work the now? It's not the only thing well, that incentivises and hunting and stuff like that. Well, we're, we're let's in put it that way. A lot of people are making a lot of money, but they still get up every day, don't they? Aye. So it's about the carrot and the stick. We've got too much to stick and not enough carrot. I say <coughs> we can do a lot more love. You can't keep giving the carrot away for nothing. No, then people don't, don't know the value of the nothing. fucking carrot, do they? If you give it to them for nothing. Well, you, maybe I, they'll value that, it more. That's a great principle no. you're saying. Yes, no, they'll value it more because they will understand this is this is human beings minimum. Ah, I think if there's one thing that? we like to understand, it's money. I know, and it's how to get mayor. No, we get, no, we get it for nothing. There is your argument blown out the water uh, right see, away. Money the motivation in, is to get more mm-hmm. of it. It's money yep. in itself. More of it. Anything. So there's your motivation to work. Is yeah. money in itself anything? No. Right. So when you see somebody else tell me I need it, does that trade for something I want? I mean, it's what economists call externalities. I'm being a bit glib, but that get bit is very important. That right. get bit involves what tra- trail we leave behind us as we get our money, whether it be pollution or uh, people who are the collateral of our own endeavours. Aye, basically uh, people we shit on in the way there. Well, aye, because, you know, as I say, you talk about a billionaire, it's like Richard Branson, I'd say we'd all say he's a pretty positive guy, he has a pretty positive impact. Donald, a, Donald Trump instead. Right, Donald <laughs> Trump might even, a lot of people argue that, I'm not going to argue the case, he's the most powerful man in the world. But what I would say is, uh, the way they make their money is not by the way that you and I make our money. No. And yet, the way they make their money is having a great effect on us. Do you know, my uncle said to me once... So I think there is, by catalytic values, What's a the answer? I, just, I just keep getting some weird fucking commie agenda just going to come in and, and, and take her to, to make this I think real. that's I what happened. That. I think there's a capitalist commie agenda being took over. Right. The capitalists are the communists, no doubt about that. Bailout tells you that. Capitalist right. rule nah. is if you su- <laughs> you're successful... That's what you're just worried about, right? Well, what happened? happened? It wasn't success. It was failure to get bailed out. So that's communism, mate. So there you go. (laughs) Commie fucking failed again. But ironically, now we're we're associating your perception with communism, which I had to appease to get you to look at the reality of your capitalism. And use Don't the word communism. <laughs> so, so now you're besmirching communism. Aye, but it's my communism. Aye, yes. Yes. Aye. 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 No, it's no, because I'm no commie. Mm. Profit is good. I'm a business owner, for God's sake. How can I be a communist? <laughs> <laughs> words, we're talking Green. about words here. Green. You know what I mean? Hi, I'm a socialist. I've met people that a year later, I would go, I would trust him with anything. Uh, no. He's a self-centred twat. <laughs> I, he he's thinks up for life himself. And just because he professes that he thinks the bankers are wankers and he's left of centre, I wouldn't trust him. Then I'll say I've got a friend I I knew who was very rich, very right wing, but he was very compassionate. And I would have trusted him tomorrow, even if he stood in my local area as a Conservative, I would have voted for him tomorrow because I problem, understand but think obviously they would be voting for a conservative policy but, which would be a conflict uh, uh, but do you th- <laughs> in do you some think, respect but you, you you can't, can't, I guess at a certain degree you can't vote for the person can you you can't vote for uh, that person uh, can that's you? the problem that's the other thing that I was looking at I was going to say propose that we replace every seat with a parliamentarian 
with a whole new layer of expensive accountability. <laughs> so you would have, see, every constituency had a, a meeting that the MSP had to attend and we would have to legislate for certain statutory conditions to be put on them so that when you and I asked them a question, they were compelled to answer. Now, I've come to this conclusion based on the 15 years that I've been obfuscated by MSPs across all the parties. I mean, I know like somebody in this room, it's for them to tell the politics, was for independence. Now, whether I'm for independence or not, the people that were organising that are the same people that are sponsoring the you know, root and branch discrimination against men and children. So... When they stand and start talking about how they're concerned about women, I don't believe them either for women or for men. You think they just attach themselves to their yeah, agenda? Yeah, they'll whatever get them a vote. Uh, I don't think, no, that you're saying that, that there's enough now, as we spoke earlier before mm -hmm. being on mic, of internet, of information, of people communicating aye, through aye, podcasts aye, and the aye, like, aye. that actually grassroots campaigns absolutely are starting to take over and I think we saw it briefly in the referendum where the grassroots people had way more power for a bit mm -hmm. not for the whole thing unfortunately yeah. and we need more of that absolutely but and, 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 and party politics is never going to give us that well, party politics will always be there you call it something else there has to be a, 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 now the battle between different views is that lady that sadly was attacked the MP that said uh, we've got more that unite us then dividers. That's true. Absolutely. That's the that's the thing Joe about Cox. It. you know. Joe mm. Cox in it. Aye. When I first start talking to people, I've never met a theer in the group classed as a right. He's the first ones to jump in and start questioning what I'm saying. And I always go, do you know what? By the end of these conversations, they're usually the ones that are standing next to me in the left. He's are going, no, I didn't realise you meant that, Brian. Because the thing you were touching upon was uh, how the people social relationships. Well, it's a social contract. What you're right. talking about. There's a contract between the state and the citizen. Uh -huh. whether you appreciate it or not. Now, that contract has been broken by the state more times than by the citizen. Fucking every day. Right? And it's been done by <laughs> other citizens. So I get this idea when people talk about uh, we don't want to big a, an overarching state. Well, the way I look at it is that you need a, a state and if you can get an overarching state, which does a lot of good things, mm. then what's wrong with that? If you can then use that overarching state when, like in the film Wally, oh, look at all the humans are too fat. Mm -hmm. Then you can go right. We don't take a conscious thing to say right. We're hitting a regime, but the thing is that. Do you think so? Because I think it happened, and I don't think we noticed. Do you? Aye. Right. Go expand. Really? Daddy, I need. Have uh -huh. you seen? Look at anybody aged twelve to eighteen, and if you can get them to take their head out of your screen for longer than mm -hmm. a minute, you're a better man than I am. I agree. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is that that is the example we've saw, but that could also be something specific. Like a lot of that's been at a. Put as well as you know the changing lifestyles of children, uh, is the processed food industry, Aye. which for the goals of profit wants as essentially to them stock to be able to last on the shelf as long as possible, and that drive is sometimes in conflict with quality of food. Of it's always in conflict, and, and also in intensive farming. So yeah. if you actually look at rather than even industrial like making steel. The biggest pollutants are caused by meat farming. Yep. I'm led to believe, I'm told. So there he is again. Meat, we all like meat. It's good. It has no, we things. don't. It's evil, isn't it, Diane? But, but we don't need it. You need bits of meat, maybe. Uh, but noon again. Have, you, have you seen the documentary if Forks you, Over Knives? No. no. So, if sorry. you were to take square areas, right? I'm not, I don't know the facts of this, but what square area it takes to raise cattle, say it feeds 10 people, that mm -hmm. same square area 
growing vegetables and various stocks can feed a hundred people. But you give up half the field yeah, right. to the cows up, and I you know. get the 50 on the other half. The There's problem ways with that is you give up so many cheeseburgers. It's, <laughs> it's not that I know, it's the, the type of monoculture. We're replacing complex, diverse areas of the planet into monocultures. And underneath that, there's still the bacteria. And if they've not got all those other things, they're eventually going to look at the biomass that's left, which is us and they're going to rot us. That's eventually what I think would happen. That's how trees eventually got a... See, for a thousand million years or something, trees didn't have a natural uh, bacteria that could break them down. There was no... Right. So they were uh, sequestering all the CO2, and the oxygen levels went up, and they can tie that time <laughs> into when insects were, like, Huge. massive. Because ah, yeah. there was an oxygen-rich <clears throat> so oxygen. environment could support that up to the maximum, right? The laws of physics would allow... Then came along, as would always happen eventually, the mushroom bacteria evolved because there's a source sitting there and it's piling up. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, if eventually, uh, like in Star Wars, the, the next second series where you got this planet that's just a big mechanical planet, right? I don't know, is that the new ones? Is that new uh, well, anyway, the point yeah. being is, if we sort of go was, like, if Trump had his way and we weren't worried about anything, just go for business. Yes! Go, right? Expand, expand. And there's no elk left, there's no springbok, right. then the bacteria level that supports all of that uh -huh. is still is more robust than us. We couldn't kill it just by doing what we're doing. But it has things that it lives on. That whole web's gone. What have they got left? Us yeah. and everything that we do. And they are far more robust than us. So I think yeah. if nothing else, if we don't get our act together, it won't even be global we're warming. Next. It's bacterial uh, Restrained from Fucking its normal environment. Dead is what you're talking about is wrong. Dead you're talking well, about. Well, basically that as well. I could you have symbiotic bacteria? Get all that. But the point I'm making is uh, an argument of diversity is beautiful and monocultures which suit Monsanto and yep. profit-based agriculture is so dangerous, so bad. Uh, you know, it really is something we have to move away from. Right. Even if we make rice, rice is made in paddy wheels. But there's a guy called the straw man. If you want to Google that, Diane. Uh, rice and the straw man he's in Japan and he sits amongst all these paddy fields who are using low, now modern petrochemical fertilizers mm -hmm. he doesn't even sow his he doesn't even sow his, he doesn't even plow his his, his uh, land right, right. right and he has all these students that are learning agriculture come over and stay and help he's got a completely different technique mm. I've heard about this and what he's not doing by not ploughing, he's not breaking the complex web right. that's supported by the, the mitochondria. And, stuff, right, aye. Right. and uh, Paul, Paul Armit's another good guy to go to sort of Google. He talks about mushrooms and the right. whole mycelium. When you leave it naturally, you can do the same thing. Well, mycelium, well, it, I don't see... This is where you have this contradiction, you know. Even people like Trump, maybe you can understand what they think that technology is the thing that will liberate us and human nature mm. and mother nature it should be if we are a product to that then our machinations we're working with things is inherently intrinsically natural isn't it so is it not dangerous though because now you've got a generation of people growing up and all they can do is function through a wee tablet. No, but it depends. Every problem they have, every thing they come across that they can't quite understand, the tablet just... No, to me, it depends. You don't depends. have to think for yourself anymore. No, no, no. It's not that you don't have to think for yourself. What you can do is it depends what you're doing with that tablet. That's what tablet. you do with the technology. I was going to say. I think that's no, what you're 
talk about. I know, I get that. That's so nice and well, but you need to understand what, what people are like and what has happened is that people just live on it now. So even if you and need it or not, I know, it just but happens. the problem is they live on Facebook and Twitter and whatever, right? Any when problem, really you just Google it now. You don't go to a book, you don't, you don't find things. Well, that's how. Ah, you do, right? Well, and and well, I know, yeah. I can just for a personal kind of way no, of doing things, right? See, when I was younger, right? See, when I was younger, I'd write any movies, right? And I would want to find out who directed movies and what other films they'd done. So I would have to go to film magazines. I used to buy the Leonard Maltin, uh, the encyclopedias and stuff. I'd go through it and I'd find it. And that stuff, would I would memorise that stuff, right? And I knew how it was because I could trace my own wee thoughts through it. I had to go to that magazine to find out about this part and then this book and this part and that. And that's how I remembered all that stuff. Well, see, now I can just pull up an app on IMDb and I can find all that stuff. That just goes in and out again. But see all that functionality that that you've just expressed you doing, can that not now be done in an algorithm? Doesn't it stick though? Well, no, but again, I'm no against what you're saying or your concerns, but the irony is as well, the very thing that you fear is the thing that will liberate you. It's a bit like when, uh, since just first came out, the BBC Union would be up in arms if anybody else brought their sins. It had to be their sins. And then it was very rare. They wouldn't let anybody else but their orchestra. Mm. Uh, your is saying, now these computers will uh, destroy music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, what it gave was liberated people. Yeah. Couldn't they play it a guitar? fucking Duran Duran. <laughs> no, it's, it gave it, it, it put it put nobody's talking I'm about sorry, it. Put professional cheap shot. I know. Dare I was just saying that. I'm not even. I'm not acknowledging. No, I was just. Diane, I seen you in there. You're you're obviously looking at the straw man on the computer, and I wanted to involve you again. So I just thought I'll slag after your engine for two <laughs> seconds, and she'll say he's a knob or something or the hang me or the microphone. But you're still lo- you're looking at the straw man. Is that what you're? Couldn't find specifics on the straw man. It's, it's, too, it, it's too generic though for Google. Nah, straw man, nah, it's really see. difficult yeah. to narrow well, down. So I'm, that's what I'm trying to filter through just now. There's Don't films, there's it. books, there's songs. Oh, ah, well, hold on, I'll try to give you more kind of word clicks. It would be straw man. Rice paddy. paddy fields. Right, because I tried Japan. Let me try paddy fields in. Uh, no, I get what you mean. Technology puts th- things into the hands of people who would never have this stuff before and they get to create something amazing and I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing but it's just too much. Sometimes people just live on these things and they forget who they are. Uh, well, the, the problem is though you're going to get hung up about those that make that choices or focus on the other people that think exactly that you use I'm it not saying for... that you could view them as two <clears throat> wretched souls. They might view themselves very differently. I know, I get that. Do you know I, what I mean? So I, I just, as I say, I just know how my mind works. And, and for me to memorise things and for me to get a lot out of like a book or absolutely. something like that, it, it's the journey that I remember going through mm. mentally to get that. And that's how it sticks for me. When things become so instant, we just pull it up, all the information, any film but you is want. But still liberating? I know what you're saying, and there's I, something I, lost in translation is what you're saying. Right. Some people have no value going to research themselves. Exactly. The value there's page. no value in the, in, the, in the journey of getting to the thing. No, but then there's a I, but the thing is then there's another journey this is see mm. once you've got that information right then there's mm. another journey and it's That's not you, you can you can. I, I always done it with songwriters as well uh, and, yeah. and musicians like finding out that Mark Rebo played on uh, the Tom Waits stuff and going oh what else has he done and, and how did you back find on, that? Well, by listening liner to music notes. no by listening to music I line or notes stuff like that mm. but then there comes another journey after that, right? See, once you've got that information, you delve further and you delve further mm. and you see if you're getting somebody that information readily made right in front of them, there it's their whack, then you don't, you save the time on that and that is why we build up libraries and catalogues mm. and stuff like that and back histories. I hope that's true. Right? I hope so, that's true. So basically, you have got all that stuff there and it's online, you go, right, and then you can find out 
right, where do we go from there? How do we stretch it again? Now, if we've got all that stuff, all that information, Technology all that we helps do, you stretch it. Exact, exactly. Stretches your consciousness. Ultimately, I'm not saying what you're saying. I mean, in fact, as part of that healthy checking, mm-hmm. so what you're saying, and you do see it in individuals, what you're saying, you could say, I can see how they're getting that information, but they have absolutely no appreciation. I know, and they don't uh, understand and, and, it. And, and, they just think they can regurgitate it, but uh, they don't understand but it. To me as well, though, if you somebody I've sat in a plane and going, see how the wing's flapping. The wing's been flapping in front of them, right? And then when you point out, they go, oh, oh, and you go, aye, but see if, you say to them, see if that wing didn't flap. So don't worry about it, you know, but they didn't have a pre and now they're going, right, okay. Mm-hmm. So things that might seem worrisome, it's a healthy thing, so I'm saying. Aye, when you think it through, right. okay. And when you see it like that, even when you get that reaction, mm-hmm. I, I look at it, my instinct says, whoa, right away, but then my brain goes, ah, you know, that should do that. Aye. All those things. I, get, I, I know you, you, you're giving me a kind of these analogies to let me understand that stuff, but I just don't th- I think this is a bigger problem. I don't think you can quantify it and you can mm-hmm. compare it with anything else. So you, I think it's a brand new age. Do you age think it's, we've stun- got, it's stunting? the evolution yes we've got a brand new generation of people that we have never we never saw coming we never saw this new generation of people who grew up who were born in a tablet age no but see we've never me, seen this happening so Isaac Asimov may disagree with you I know there's a scientific there's, there's, there's a lot of people I know that there's a lot of people who kind of looked at it but it's here now and I don't uh, think we're dealing with it I think we're just still caught up in it I think we're so many like the thing they talk about privacy now is a big thing isn't it uh, we've all too late realised by the way and this generation, even the one next, they might have the, the fortune was all going, oh no, uh, wait a minute, the, the what have I done? Way. That's all, even the way Google's doing it now, even the way everything's mind mapped, everything's going to, I mean, you've got that big storage station that's been built in America that mm. will basically metadata, it'll capture everything. In the world. And then when they say, but we'll only access it if it's relevant to a criminal investigation. Uh, who fucking decides that though? Well, that's it. But the point you're saying is, there's the value of your technology, you could argue it's good. No, but it doesn't even matter. This is this is the thing. We, we kind of touched on this earlier. Um, I said something about David Beckham, right, and his emails getting hacked and whatever. What we was said, it that happened right, with Apparently, Do you David know about Be- this, Diane? You know who David Beckham is, eh? She's a wondering. <laughs> um, right, basically, David Beckham's emails get hacked or some shit. I don't uh, know the whole ins and outs, right, so I'm being pretty vague here. But he ended up, uh, he said something like, if this doesn't get me my my uh, knighthood do you know this fucking charity work and, <laughs> and I'll fucking shoot myself or something right yeah, some pure, I, I, I can't right, 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 right. now basically no but what now here's where the, here's where it comes in you said that if they if they decide that it is relative to a criminal investigation right now here's the thing you can criminalise any cunt in the world right Aye. and it's happened to Brian <laughs> now, you can criminalise anybody you want by doing it through the media and mm. what you can do then is you can build up a, a, a history on somebody or a story on somebody to say they are a bastard mm-hmm. now a perfect example to me was always Jade Goody for some weird reason right do you remember that fat lass it was on Big Brother aye, aye, right aye. she was she what was, was, a, it? was it? she right. was um, mummy she was kind of a bit a bit slow at times she was a fucking like, idiot right she uh, basically man. an idiot right and what happened is she I don't know if she won it right but she became she became a, famous I know she became she famous right but but then she, <laughs> oh, no I remember the bit she done she came franchisable uh, wait what did she did she frig herself she was in, no she was in the thing when she was in the celebrity no no wait wait I'm going I'm going to get around to this I'm going to get around to that right but basically what happened is she was in that right and they were all going he 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 she shagged on the telly right and that was what it was so then they made the celebrity big brother 
they put Shell Pachetti in. Mm-hmm. And then for some fucking weird reason, they threw Jade Goody in. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, Jade Goody at that point. She was here, celebrity here, though, aye. Aye. No, Shell Pachetti. No, no, Jade Goody was. I know she's a but Jade Goody was a celebrity here, though. She was a celebrity here. She was an OK magazine and all that, right? So. Uh, and she shagged somebody live in the telly and that was oh she was but that's that's what they done so then what they done is they made her the darling of TV and they fired her back into uh, no she was she was she was like a kind of uh, a a TV icon at that point in time for maybe a year or a year and a half two years she became a TV icon nation sweetheart uh, the nation sweetheart one of them. Then they really? fire. I know, I know exactly. That's that's where fucking sweethearts, by the way. Yeah, Cheryl Cole's another one. Right, so they fire. I racist. Um, no, but she is. I don't know if she is. Well, I don't know if she is, but she called the last year a fucking jig about, didn't she? And it got. I don't. I mean, I make sure somebody said something racist. I don't that's think really. Ah, I know. Right. right, right. Just calm down in there. No, he's quoting. He's quoting. It's all right. That's really goody. Right. No, no, can I can I just get to Jade Goody, please, there? <coughs> because what happened was um, Jade Goody became, the like you say, a nation sweetheart, right? And then <coughs> they threw her into the, the Big Brother, uh, celebrity Big Brother, right? Mm. And then she said something like, Shilpa Papa Dom, right? Shilpa Fuckawala. I don't know what they call it. You know how I know that? Because uh, Ricky Gervais put it in but, one of the office, well, uh, in the extra special thing. Anyway... So, so then, Dome, so then they, villi- they vilified her and Aye. they said she's a bad bastard, right? Mm-hmm. And then while she was in and she was singing, they sent her to uh, India to apologise. <laughs> what the fuck, really? Listen, they did. She got on to the Indian Big Brother and had to apologise. But this is again Why this... Big Brother? I don't know, but she did, right? So they sent her there and she's apologised. While she's out there and she's the baddie, right? No, she's a goodie and she's the baddie, right? And then she's the, no, she's the big baddie and she's a racist and she's this and she's that and everybody hates her. And she's greeting on the telly, oh, I can't believe I said that. And, t- and then she's in OK Magazine apologising, right? Aye. And then she gets fucking cancer, aye, right? Aye, aye, aye. And then it's, uh, oh, poor, wait, it's poor Jade Goody, poor Jade Goody. Even though they were calling her a cunt weeks <laughs> before. Then, then the poor lassie dies of cancer, right? Mm-hmm. She dies and then everybody starts... They start this, oh, good, Jade Goody's fucking uh, law or whatever, I don't know what it was, but, but basically a charity or something, right? Mm-hmm. And go and get yourself checked out for cervical screening or whatever mm-hmm. it was she died, all right? So far, that's the only constructive thing that's happened in the I, whole affair. Right, but basically <coughs> then she was a saint, but that just shows that the media can just twist you one way, twist you the other, twist you one way. Well, I was going to say, th- 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 this whole thing we're talking about, that's whole weeks and hours of our... Media not doing its job so that we can do the job of democratic but electing. Fake That's news. what that tells me. I, I was going to say something Diane talked about because I think to all this, we were talking about the, the advent of certain certain things that are clearly like if you look at six corporations own all the media, right? Six, including things like General Electric, right? Mm. Own most of the media, right? In other words, you've got corporations and you go on your news, whether even RT to a lesser degree, but they all follow the same news line it's all the same nonsense it's all the same and when I say nonsense I'm including the way they cover important issues but they never ever break that whatever the day's policy it's like one agenda's been set and you're going to hear about that and nothing else all day mm-hmm. all day as if nothing else has happened out of the channels because nobody seems to say like if you're watching STV news <laughs> right and something's happened in Scotland, right? But also, maybe something else important has happened mm-hmm. in Scotland, right? You watch mm-hmm. STV News and then you watch BBC News Scotland. Mm-hmm. It's the same stories and the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. in two different channels. Yeah. How yeah, come yeah, they never been like, they're journalists? Why don't we go and do that one? Well, I can somebody tell you this. decides what the biggest story is. Do they know? Is that what happens? Uh, well, one of the things I'll be doing, and I'll obviously give you tickets, is I'm going to be, it's almost like David Dyke style, right? But it's. Oh, what, what is this? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a, a wee show 
it'll be about an hour and a half I'm really? going to make it tickets because I'll be quite out front I'm trying to finance a party Right. But, uh, a party for what? A political party, peace, truth, and justice. Party. Oh, right. No, just no like a party with a drinks and no, no, no. Like, we may have know. a few of those parties to raise money, obviously. <laughs> so good. Up, keep up. A political party, <laughs> you mean? Yes, Aye. we meant. Right. Oh. So we could get on the ground. We could get in on the ground floor of a new political party. Aye, but what I'm going we're to do is. We're in. It's, it's, I don't think you like this party, Bob. Forensically, what are, like? what are your sounds, policies? Sounds like a good party. Uh-huh. What are your policies? Give the policies to recruit me. Well, never mind policies. Let's talk about due diligence. Uh, if you think the media... Yeah, a typical politician. Ask them one thing, you're trying no. to answer a different thing with the girl. <laughs> Good. Let me answer. Uh, right. A journalist, if you phone up an editor and you tape the conversation and you do it over 10 years, mm-hmm. I think I've got a great wee recorded piece, personally. Right. Forget anything else. I'll pitch it that way. And what I've got is, for example, what's the guy? Paul Smith, the record. Right, and I'm going to name him now. Name names. And he's he, he well, he's an editor for a major newspaper in Glasgow. Right. I think they're sort of seen as and this in Glasgow again. Is that a Celtic paper? I don't know. Anyway, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Nonsense, right? Rangers. Right. Uh, right. So the record it kind of supports Labour Party and all that, I think, as well, right? Uh, the Herald's more SNP. But because both are involved with that, it's no weird that media up, have fucking political well, affiliations. When you say an editor, before anything else, I've got evidence here that will expose massive fraud in the Scottish government and they go he should bite your horn off for right, that right exactly and they go eh, nah our readers wouldn't be interested in that and, oh, and then I start getting specific what? I start getting specific and go well it's specifically it's bigger than the expenses scandal and, I, and everything I've got is government documentation whether it be what the law says is the, the rules or even advice on if certain things happen that would be criminal this is all the documents I've got no my readers wouldn't be interested in that he should be meeting you in a fucking dark car park like deep throat well what did happen eventually, didn't it? Is when I stood at the BBC and said the right. same thing. Then Sam Polling was sent before me. Then Sam Polling said, we are going to do a, a, a Panorama Scotland special on this. Leave it with me. Keep in touch. Right. right. Those keeping in touch phone calls later used to try and say that I was stopping Why were you to keep in touch? Why are they not keep in touch with you? Well, that's it. But when, a documentary. I've got all these correspondence. That's the other thing as well. I mean, uh, Scottish Parliament's phone system was used to try and criminate me, but... How's stood, that work? Well, I stood up in court and said, and this is fate again, I used to sell phone systems, right. and in particular the Nitsit Screw and Siemens systems which were installed in the Scottish Parliament, so I knew it intimately. <laughs> and now, to verify what they'd selectively had uh, extracted from the phone systems in the form of my voicemails, which right. are only two they ever played in court, to the MSP, Christina McKelvey, uh-huh. which in no way incriminated me. This is what was so funny. Uh, so why'd but, they play them? Well, that's it, exactly. It's bemusing how the old prosecution went. I mean, I'm at the stage now where I've filed perjury charges in 2014, immediately right. after my conviction, because the judge failed to do his job, which right. was deliberate. Right. What was the, what was the kind of general gist of the voicemails? What were you saying in the voicemails? And the voicemails were saying, uh, we, we need to get another meeting. Uh, you haven't addressed the points that I can clearly show that if you didn't address them, you're failing as an MSP and I'll have sanction to go to the professional standards and they played committee. that in court uh, uh, so what was their something? reason behind it so did so, they do well, their reason better. at any time the public were to demand any part of that prosecution it's, it's a matter of public record because it forms yeah. part of the uh, criminal I'm prosecution what is their, what is no, their reason t- behind no, them oh, simple they're, they're trying to demean my position to anybody like you 
that right. he's an utter or he's criminal, he's a psychopath, rather than the eighteen no, years. No, listen, listen, I'm going to, right, I don't know if you, I don't know if you research on this, Brian. Right, no, a wee bit of research, but I'll just a very small thing when I looked mm-hmm. up. Obviously, you'll get uh, YouTube because, postings. And well, stuff because like I, because I knew you were coming in, and and uh, and I was into exactly. Spare <laughs> taking this new professionalism seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Yeah. Look at yeah. he does. Due diligence. No, he's like a politician. <laughs> no, but uh, the uh, the reason that, that they have what they are trying to say against you mm-hmm. is that you threaten to take up arms. Is that true? Well, that's the beautiful part. And again, even if they say it would undermine any prosecution, nonsense. Miss Kelvy said in court under oath that when she's claiming I said that to her, that she immediately ran away from that interaction what did you say to her? right well, nothing i never said that to her. Never they, th- what did they say that you said that right no well they said that i threatened to take up arms against her what, did, what actually happened right well i discussed with her that and she was at the time canvassing for that seat that she eventually won which was in hamilton right uh asking lark call at the time which is part of that uh, catchment huh? and i just happened to bump into her i was working in town shopping with my and partner, you knew who she was and i went that's she's smp uh. and she was starting my parliamentary aid and that's significant in what happens next now i basically said if you win, I'll vote for you. But if you win, I want to come and see you about my uh, 18 years, at that time, 15 years abuse of my daughter mm-hmm. and the continued discrimination against fathers and children in the Scottish Parliament. I knew that it was an 8% chance I was talking to one of the people that obviously support the current thing, but will never be challenged or asked to be challenged on her sexism, which is overt. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, she's campaigning against gender pay gap, LGBT. Uh, I mean, right under utter duplicity. But it's all in front of your face. All these politicians, male, female, whatever party, are all talking about LGBT, why, why so... women's rights. And th- 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 when they do, they reinforce that they are utterly conscious of what they're doing. Because that they are discriminating stuff, against men and they're saying we need to discriminate against men to fight discrimination. But all Box. that stuff, though, it's all, it's all kind of... Is it not a trend? Is it not a taste? Is it not a thing now? There's, there's been a big resurgence of women's rights and there's a big resurgence... I don't even know well, how many letters... I this can't is even, a myth. I can't even see this the amount of letters anymore. Is it LB? Any what's, what's the full thing? is the full thing? What's the full thing now? LBG, where's where's the full thing? They keep adding letters. And then that's the test. Yeah, that's a cooler technique. What you've got is basically, again, as I was saying, that me and Dan were talking about, is that you've got a small group controlling basically the narrative of all the media. And it's because of that. You can smell it. You can spot it when you see it because they know it's uh, the gender pay gap. What is this gender pay gap? Well, I would rather if you're going to talk about disenfranchisement and discrimination, be explicit. Because if anybody can show me a company that's paying women less, I'll take their the case and I'll win it, it without being a qualified industrial relations lawyer. Did somebody know come out and basically prove the gender pay gap is out? utter folly well it's no as far it, as the parameters of that analysis mathematically but no, what does no, it mean no no and that's what I'm saying it's uh, not it's no utter but basically uh, the, the, it doesn't uh, mean anything aye, it doesn't mean anything aye, it doesn't aye. It, it was just it was, it, was a, it was a tagline well it might reflect that biologically women conceive the child in, 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 in vitro right? right and then they've got to have the pregnancy and then generally most people uh, the mother might stay home and the dad and that's changing well, my, but my some of that analysis reflects that some mm. of that analysis does reflect discrimination but to say that the discrimination is targeted at women uh, uh, ignoring everybody else and that they're the victims this is part of the, the game plan of the corporations and the big dark forces is to have you arguing but if you're a woman you have to walk about alienating yourself from all your fellow men because they're all out to get you, or they're out to beat you up, or blah, blah, blah. Do you blah. think it's a dividing conquer? Absolutely. Aye. And the irony is, if these people 
sit and listen to Women's Hour on Radio 4 for one hour, no. you actually start to go, my God, they are overtly sexist. She talks about men and big broad brushes all the time, and it's offensive. And, and I remember it came up the question of why didn't we have a men's hour? They went, well, we tried it, uh, but it wasn't very popular. End of discussion. That was him. <laughs> and I'm going, how popular is Women's Hour? <laughs> Aye, right, come on. I mean, it's absolute nonsense. In the, right, it, here's why this is, though, because right. everything... Mm. Everything news based, everything that com- comes out of us is male based because it comes from male dominated industries where that's the view that's put out. So the reason we have shite like loose women, <laughs> right? Because it is, it's rubbish. It is. And women's hour is because there is no real substantial great voice for women. It's better and it's better in Scotland than it is in a whole lot of other countries. Mm-hmm. Three of our leaders are female in the political parties. That's brilliant. But the reason we have these programmes, and the reason, I'm sorry, we still need these programmes, the reason I'm a member of a group called Sound Women is because for our voice to get heard, we have to do it ourselves in that manner because the generic voice that comes from everywhere is male-orientated. See, that's, and that's why they exist. But see, see that, 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 that sort of perception of yours, as you've phrased it, right? I'm not taking away from it, but... So where's the equivalent? You're seen as an equivalent men's voice that we get every day to sort of, and it's a very the, specifically the, male absolutely. Uh, perspective. Absolutely, everything is it? that comes out of, as you're saying, press agencies, the majority of news, government, everything, everything that is fed to the people is generically and has been since it started the male voice. Well, see, a I, generic I don't, male voice. How, how so how the did, only reason we can get a voice is, sadly, uh, very sadly, we have to have things like. Women's Hour, Sound Women, and I, I actually nice disagree well. with you. I couldn't, I couldn't with that argument nope, anymore seriously. for the simple reason is itself full of all the very things it says it's concerned about and why we have to do this. Your ability as an individual is not shaped by the fact that the next person is either male or female. This is this is this mathematical Venn diagram thing I keep talking about. You know this whole argument that we can sit as four women and call it loose women and they don't need a male equivalent uh, and, and I don't think we need any of the two. Uh, personally, I'd rather we have substantive issues that we talk about as human beings and this idea that we need to sort of break this into male and female because there's these constructs that have evolved s- over thousands of years that are all male. I wouldn't even argue with that, but the point is they may be male-dominated, but that doesn't mean that they're male-friendly and anti-female. They are I'm not saying exclusive to groups. I'm not saying groups. it's anti-female. I'm not saying that I'm, it's anti-female. The problem is, is it's so ingrained that nobody sees it. See you don't see it. I live with it every day, to be honest, right? I'm in the mm. middle of a fight with a bunch of uh, sexist across-the-road mechanics that fit into every stereotype in the book. I see it in my work. A guy the other day turned to my male colleague and asked him the answer before he would ask me the answer when I had it to a specific question regarding audio. It's every single day. Now, I'm not saying that that guy that did that did it intentionally, but but that's that's what's there. That's what we fight against. I know, but see that subtle signal. You cannot say that we're not allowed to have the pathetic little voice we get on women. See that subtle signal that you picked up, that you, you, you projected was him viewing the male of the two people that he could ask the question is superior and and instinctively asked him first. That's what you're saying you observed, right? Well, what if uh, I'm walking down the road, it's late at night, the young girl's walking down, I'm walking the other way and she gets scared. Is she sexist? 
is she in any way hampering me? I'm just giving you two social dynamics. You're absolutely, yep, you're right. right. It doesn't so matter. You it, it don't becomes, know what figure's coming towards you and it can be frightening, right. absolutely. And, and, and for some reason, men aren't supposed to be frightened, even though statistically, I hate getting into these arguments where I start arguing about men statistically, because that's standing what I'm saying. I think the way... We're already evolving out of these sexist structures already without the sexism campaigns, without the feminist campaigns. And when women get the vote, who gave them the vote? Was it just women that gave them the vote or was it men and women fighting for women's vote? And when women got the vote, it was only a year before or two years that men got the vote. And when the feminist movement started, it was the upper class women arguing that they should get the vote along with the upper class. The thing, again, that I keep finding is what puts us together regardless of being male and female is far more uh, important than these discussions about how we need where we think I, I really do think <laughs> well, it's counterproductive can I, can I just problem get solving you, right Diane I'm going to stand with you on uh, your issues here right uh, mm-hmm. no no entirely but but just on a few um a few things that happen in society, like you pointed out, you know, people, yeah, but you're going to ask a woman how to iron her shirt, but you're not going to ask a guy kind of thing, or you're going to ask a guy about fucking sound engineering, uh, and you're not going to ask a woman. I totally agree with you on there, that, Diane. And also, I'm going to get back to the fact that that, uh, <coughs> that that there's still fucking golf clubs in the world where women can't play. In Scotland, where women are not all... You well, know, that, see what you but, just said there, can I just jump in for two seconds? That's what got me upset when I heard about that. I'll tell you why. No, because it upsets me that they're having a vote. They voted not to let them in. What's the difference between what they did and what the Scottish government, under uh, Nicola Sturgeon, who would support the view that Diane said about these programmes, why is she being allowed to not be brought to account for why she's got this club called Family Law and we're not allowed to sit in it? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not that you're saying that feminism doesn't exist against women, but it's not the biggest overt thing that's happening. By by a long chalk, there's no institution writing laws in black and white saying women won't get in here. I think there's a big right? problem. But there, there is for men and children. That's why I'm here. I think I, the... I get it, but there's a lot of the comparative kind of thing here where you're saying, well, there's this club out here, but then there's, there's another one here that I'm not allowed to. I think we should just address all the things at once. Just the one thing. Like that that female, the, the woman who should be able to play golf, absolutely right. And it's shitty that, that there's another club out here that men can't go into. Well, women's Let's aid, just deal with that. Women's aid centres bar men from going in. Right. The women that founded why? it walked but, out and discussed. But, but do you why? know why? Why? Uh, do, you know, do you know, in my opinion, through, through fear and... No, 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 but wait a minute. How do you stop a junkie coming at that same centre and stealing somebody's tab? No, but see it's called for me, security. That's, uh, this uh, was a. It doesn't matter how you think how they done it. It was a. It was a. It was a ideological at the end of the day. It didn't have to do with practical security any more than say an ex-husband's sister coming up trying to stir it up. You can't base it on the idea that it was security because any security expert would say, well, that's not going to make this centre secure. What's going to make a centre secure is these things and none of them would be gender specific. The policy change, as Erin Prezi herself said, is counterproductive and it instills in these victims an intrinsic fear of men, which is counterproductive. Right. Okay. And also counterproductive because they're making them sexist. These, these people have suffered sexism in certain forms and the byproduct of so support is they're going to be institutionally sexist towards them. So, so you're thinking... And in itself... In, in that instance, you should say, by the way, you've had this maybe an abusive relationship you've had this you've had that mm. but no all men are dicks exactly right? and, and no, no where and, do you and have a right same... to presume 
that <coughs> you should go to the police and say, that guy caused, caused me to suffer fear and alarm, so he should be jailed, because that's where the law's at now. Mm -hmm. These so-called uh, women with no power, there's all these women running about in the Scottish Parliament asking for policies, and then they're using scenarios based on very pictures they paint about all these beer-drinking, uh, wife-beating, misogynistic men. Uh, and these men, these these characters are being used to strip away our inalienable rights, not just from us, but from women as well. As I say, when I, when, when I was at jail, right, I met guys when I was standing to get processed. One was there for arguing with his, do his partner in a, in a shopping centre. Both were shouting, knowing them lifted their hands to each other. After listening to his uh, uh, description of his situation, I said, what jail is your partner in? He says, she's no. I says, you know, realise that the law, those two officers had to create a crime and had to create one victim. You became the perpetrator, she became the victim, even though both these were having an argument, a, a quite quite a, a new raucous argument, which was the basis mm -hmm. for them. So he didn't turn around to the officer and say to him, did you suffer fear and alarm? He turned around to the woman and said, did you just cause new alarm? And she went, aye. And they took her literally and weaked him in. Now, that's a policy where there was no harm to anybody. But that's a one, one instance but as well. But there's a feminism in there, though. There's a feminism I, there. But and I can tell you another story as well. Mm -hmm. See, this is the problem. That's kind of thing is you can compare one thing to another Absolutely. and it just that's fucking cancels you out. No, no, it doesn't. It just cancels uh, the last thing out then. It invigorates the complexity of the issue, which starts to demean the can, simplicity can of the principle. Can we just deal with that one thing? Can, can we not just let story? Diane get a fucking say? Like no, let's just hear that one story and, and no, figure out where's no, the feminism here. Can I just please hear Diane? Right. Thank you. Similar thing. Guy and girl walking down the street, Dumbarton Road, arguing like hell. Arguing, arguing, arguing. She lamped him several times, right? Albeit probably not to his particular injury. But she lamped him and she kept happening, she kept happening, she mm -hmm. kept happening. He turned round and he pushed her away. She fell, right? Mm -hmm. Next thing she's like to me, you need to phone the police. He just assaulted me and I just laughed. I was like, no, he didn't, hen. He just got you at his face. If I was phoning mm -hmm. the police and MD, it would have been on her. Uh -huh. because she was the one that was violent so that becomes an individual's decision and in your decision the policeman using that inbuilt grain of sexism that we're both talking about just from different sides of the fences he turns to the woman and says are you in fear because that's the natural way that he's taught to see it so that that's all that is that's just another example of how it's in us all society bred yeah. for years but we just see it from two different sides but of the fence. No, no, but see, I don't like when you say that I'm automatically on a different side of the fence to you because you're female and I'm male. That really rocks me. That has got my, my sentient thinking, my rational thinking is human-based, not gender-based. It's human-based. Gender is the function as that biologically I've replicate. just given you the example huh? as no, of no, mine I because that. I did not stick up for the woman know, in that case. No, no, Listen. I know but you said that, but that's why we come from... Uh, these two sort of different ways I because didn't, I didn't specify we were uh, in different sides of the fences because we were male and female. No, I, well, that's what I thought you meant. As in, I just this, specified this, well, this, we're this. coming at the same argument from different sides no, using two different when, points of view. When you used the example of the police officer saying, and you sort of postulate that that was that, uh, that was his personal his decision, personal, absolutely right? right. And so I, I'm top from that. You're a police woman would probably have a police woman would no doubt have actually done the same thing. Aye. But because it's, it's a societal thing. So well, it's policy, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's policies and APCO. APCO is what we're talking here. APCO is is the, that really a policy the, or is that just a human nature decision? No, it's a policy, I have to say. And, and whether it's been, human nature's been used to 
get that acceptable policy into uh, Police Scotland. Got to remember, we're actually less violent than we were probably 20 years ago. We could mm, all say that anecdotally, true. right? You but that's... Aye, men towards prison. women or... No, just in general, general crime right. in general. Yeah, true, so the prison services need to justify their existence, which means I don't care who the, the dog, don't tell me this doesn't happen somehow covertly. There's always a message going out to the police. We need to pull more bodies. And here's one reason why. Sodexo, one of the private contractors in Scotland, their contract with the Scottish government is, we'll give you it for X price, but for that price, you must give us 95% attendance. In other words, no matter what's happening out, they have to have at least 95% of that building occupied for that price to be honoured, mm. that they charge for that service. So you're telling me that doesn't influence the judges and the By police? By any means necessary, they need to keep the fucking doors Because that's built. how... It's just the same as when you hear about... Everybody knows this, right? The way funding happens. Oh, there's a lot of roadworks at a certain time of year because they're all spending their, their funds so that they don't get told at the end of the ah, year. So there's lots of rational, we would call it, reasons, which brings me back to the Star Trek economy. Why we need a system where the, the, the whole driver is, is, is profit and changing that profit and being more organised... And 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 in doing so, allow individualism to actually reign more. Do you know you're but what you're stripping down is mega richness. That's yeah. what you're wanting to attack. Because mega richness, if you like me, and I know you do, understand there's only so much intrinsic wealth out there. Mm-hmm. And you can try and create it. All you do is devalue the current wealth. Mm-hmm. So there's an intrinsic wealth. The proof of that is there's all these billions. They'd say the top eight people own more wealth than the top half of the population. Mm-hmm. The bottom half of the population, that isn't that frightening a figure. Whatever you earn, I earn, you're still on the 0.6% mm. of earners in the world, you and me. So that shows you the disparity. And that's <coughs> how it's not until we start earning mega millions. But it's also how the moving. status quo is keyed in. Because yeah. we're actually benefit from the status quo. When we go from a system that stops uh, telling us to compete and organise a system of sharing, what's the sacrifices to that as opposed to a, a, a system that says uh, compete? I would postulate there's less. Losing factors in a system that works on, and that's why I call it the Star Trek economy because mm-hmm. I use Star Trek. You use those social scientists that are looking at those things and saying, "Well, and we can know we can envisage this now. We might not have hyper hyper technology. We might not have uh, the ability to teleport yet, but we know how to organise ourselves. We know how to produce technology that can solve problems out there. And it always comes back to the same thing: or oh, there's not enough money in that, or the markets won't provide for that." Well, how did the markets and how are the markets providing for all this readjustment? Readjustment number nine, well, sorry, number one in this century, but eight in the last century. Mm. Every time we readjusted the the, the, the pyramid, you know, the people mm-hmm. in the pyramid stayed at the top. That's literally re-grab all the wealth. Mm. So we do need that change, and for the same reason, capitalism you really want to see. But for some reason, the top get pointier in that fucking pyramid, you know what no, I mean? The, aye. the top get exactly. pointier, and they ended up, you know... Shallower and shallower, and more money to the top again. Because they used to, what was it? They used to have the 784 group, right? right. Um, where, Diane, can you do me a wee favour? Can you Google mm-hmm. the 784 group, please? Seven, as in the theatre group? Yes, 784. Yes, I, yep. What do you want to know about them? Right, well, just uh, but their, their general description, right? Seven, well, they were at, oh, right, I used to. Was it not like them. seven? Sorry, I used to Glasgow, work for them, so I know, yeah. 784, yeah. it was a, a theatre group. I'll read what Wikipedia says. Was it not about seven? 
Was it, it, was, it was a fact that came out in The Economist in 1966 that 7% of the population of the and UK 84% owned 84% of, of the right. wealth. Right, but, but see, that now, was in 1966. Exactly, and I would like to see now. Now, that, say that's the point mm. of the pyramid. See mm-hmm. now, the point of that pyramid is even smaller. Ah. You would probably guess mm. that, the uh, what was it? What was the thing that you gave worldwide? Eight people? Aye, eight people. 50% of the world's wealth. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So, so if, you, if you narrowed that the, down to eight. UK or Scotland or whatever, then I would guess that the 784 group is actually... Uh, the 784 is... Three. But like you say, the pyramid, even though the pyramid changes, right... And, uh, and they reevaluate, they change it and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But but what tends to happen is the people at the top seem to just get richer and richer and richer. Aye, because it's and, and it's as uncapitalistic the, the setup they've got is anything. They bring no value to the table. They don't bring intrinsic wealth. But to Bob the table. says they work hard as fuck. Right. And what you might think is, <laughs> but those billionaires, I will me public cash. We use them to invest in infrastructure and all that. Well, actually no. It's, and this goes back to say like uh, Henry Ford. When he made his car, people say he's a self-made millionaire. Well, I disagree. No, he wasn't a self-made millionaire. He didn't get his hands dirty. He had to employ people mm-hmm. to make those cars. He's a good businessman. Right? You know, he's a good businessman, right? But again, did he then sit at the Bilderberg meetings and try and make... This is the Steve Jobs question, though. Is it? it? Oh, oh, right. Of course it is, because yeah. what did Steve Jobs do? He just came in and said, I, am, I imagine an iPod. Go and make my iPod. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, they come back with an iPod, and he's mm-hmm. the genius. Mm-hmm. That's but because still, he's got the vision. Well, hold on. I mean, six of the copyrights were publicly funded. Right. Six of the main technologies in iPhone were publicly funded. So again, where did the private cash come from? Nowhere to be seen because private cash is no interest until it's a sure deal. You need public. This, I mean, like for example, the current government contradicts themselves all the time. Public. Like, say, for instance, we want this to have the best podcast in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to seek public funding. How do we do that? How do we actually see? Unless somebody has got a, somebody at the top has got a an interest in this, they will not throw money right. away and they won't rubber stamp it. Well, you're you know? talking the Rothschild scenario here, aren't we? How <laughs> how how much is a private cash uh, fingers seep into the Aye. public good? Aye. And should that be private? And if it is, how do we assess whether they're having a good influence or a bad and influence? And how do we access it? How Aye, do we and do that's, that's what you I know? fear. I mean, it's very, to me, anti-rights, overt. Uh, accumulation of wealth is a dangerous thing same as somebody having a nuclear bomb it's a dangerous thing and I'm not going to get uh, idealistic about it I'm just going to get realistic about it and say I think it's a threat and ultimately if they get too big we should be able to take the wealth off them and I don't think that's well, anti-capitalistic no, I want to eat the overt rich who could never <laughs> be able to justify the accumulation of wealth they've got mm-hmm. which came about by breaking the very rules and contradicting the same rules they ask us to abide by every day that then Just to keep them. us doing and keep them rich though, is that no? Well, aye, aye. I, yeah, sure. I, but if it's that simple, why are we not simply changing it? Because, well, is that simple? Because, it's, it's because, the, because the gulf is so far away, no. it's hard to reach. No, it's not, it's not because... It's <laughs> Exactly, that's what it is. It's, it's because, see, it's systemic. Because what happens is, it, see the richer you become, right? Mm. The more see you getting things. Right. Now, and now, then the more you conform to what it was you were fighting against. It's very no, legal and No, rational. exactly. Well, what, what, the, the, uh, the, the, go back to, going into film, right? Um, sickle. Right. The uh, the Michael Moore documentary mm-hmm. where he uh, he speaks to he he, he, d- he does a whole draw up and he done it with the uh, with the uh, fun thing nine eleven as well but he drew up which senators had interests in arms benefits wh- right which which had an in, uh, interest in Pfizer you know uh, and, yeah. and 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 uh, what do you call it 
drug companies pharmaceutical companies right so he done that that investigation right now he made it he put it out there there it's all there that's the investigation this is fact mm-hmm. you know he in my opinion I don't know but in my opinion if I was Michael Moore if, unless I had something that was total fact I couldn't have put it out there I wouldn't mm-hmm. have put it out there mm-hmm. cause we, we, for risk of getting my ass sued right Aye. now um, what happens is all these bigger uh, people who who uh, are higher up the, the chain of command because although somebody like a senator has got interest in like say Pfizer right mm-hmm. or or a or, or a, a pharmaceutical company See the person who's the, the, the top kiddie of that? He could fucking lean on him. See, yeah, by the way, I'll be we taking everything off you. Unless right. you... And, and, and unless what you pass this bill that makes our drug legal. <clears throat> and, and it gets and it gets mm-hmm. filtered down the line, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, obviously, somebody... Because where, where is money? Where Somebody... He, he owes money to somebody, or somebody's mm-hmm. given him that money. So there's always somebody higher Conflict and higher. Conflict of interest. Exactly. Somebody leaning down, yeah. somebody leaning down, somebody leaning down. And unfortunately, that's how we get, in my opinion, that's how we get law. Right? That's how we get a lot of law. <coughs> I, I totally... Don't get me wrong. I totally agree with... Uh, we, we, uh, a, a previous guest, uh, Paul McLaughlin, who I, I, I agree with Lauren, the same with you, I, I totally agree, we need it. Right, we do need it. And, and see the polis. The, see the polis as well. Uh, we need the polis, yeah, right? So. I don't fucking, I don't particularly like a lot of them. I would but, Google, uh, is it Mark Blythe? He's a Scotsman, funny enough, but he's a Ivy League professor in America, so he's got his credentials. Mm-hmm. So listen to some of his postings. Is he, does he do a podcast? Well, he, he does seminars and he's says Ivy League uh, professor, so he's right up there. He's you know, that standard government will go and ask for advice and what he knows. And he's really good. Do and you think? Do you think that right? Now, what's happened to you? Obviously, you you walk into the BBC, mm-hmm. right, and you shout this, and I remember it happened. By the way, see now when you jog my fucking memory, I remember that happening, right? And uh, and you do this, and uh, and then what happens is the uh, they go like that. Do you know what? That guy, I don't, I don't mean he's a threat. You're a threat, right? I'm a threat to powerful people. They don't like so it. So those powerful people have more influence than me. It's as simple as that. At whatever level, if it be, for example, the SNP have to contemplate that they have resided now. F- how long have they been in power? Eight years. Mm. Uh, they've resided over a legislative body which is every day committing institutional abuse against children and f- and parents. They're not going to. They're not, they're I'm not going, going to say in your case. In your case in particular, you're right, a father. Okay. So it's been. Uh, what they've done is they've basically. They, it's they've, they've, it's abuse. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, right, it's a form it's of abuse. They've denied. They've denied. A, they've denied a a, a a father the right to uh, be a family a, life. A, a, a family life and uh, a child the right to a father. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now and and that. Uh, now, Obviously, they don't want somebody to come in and, and rattle their cage. You don't. Mm-hmm. They don't want somebody to rock the boat, mm-hmm. right? How do you go for actually? You know, you're rocking the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Albeit, I mean, I'm not, I don't mean that badly. I don't mean that bad. No, I don't. I don't mean that bad. That's I mean, okay. I, I'm Reality. happy. I'm happy. Yeah. You're rocking the boat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, see, when we sit by and we do nothing, and mm-hmm. see if we do feel that. Uh, uh, I think see when you've got conviction about something, you just go, you know, and, and and you know you've you've got the the fire in your belly to. to to push that mm-hmm. way, right? No, you you are you are rocking the boat, mm-hmm. and and how do you go for actually you've rocked the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do, does it get to the point where you're on your knees and saying, "Please, somebody going to fucking listen to me"? I've do they, do they listen to that? Or do they, or do, or do they... See when you talk about burning your knees, I could sort of get sort of two things, and I thought I'd actually admit this, but I only started admitting it a couple of years ago to friends. But I suppose the times as good as any. I had contemplated suicide when my daughter was four. 
And what I say about it, the particular place I was at at that point, I couldn't sleep. I was physically a lot. I had a mate who lived me down in England, he got homesick and it was physical. I never suffered that. I suffered homesickness kind of oh, missing home, but he had physical homesickness. Now, when you know you're a dad, a, a parent, and you might, I mean, if any of mums or dads, I don't know, yep. but you know, when you see that child, right, that changes your life. And when you don't know what's happening to that wee thing, it can completely screw you up. Uh, you don't know if they're safe. You've never hugged them and you're watching them getting older. And by the time she was three, I was pulling my hair out. I've lost all that time and I wasn't coping with it the way I'm coping with it now. I was literally in distress. You can look at all the photographs I'm at Christmas it. and you just see me like that. Mm -hmm. I look back and I get upset because nobody intervened in that, I know. And I stopped myself from committing suicide. Right, so and at the point I was standing in St Vincent Street having just committed a, a, what do you call it now for a... So I'm feeling suicidal. You phone Some them Samaritans. Out. Samaritans, right? So on St Vincent Street, and they just—I just walked it, and I was literally. Obviously, I didn't have the the, the balls, but uh, the guts, if you like, to jump front of a car. But I no, realised well, it was just so much the abuse that was causing me to feel suicidal. It was a constant physical pain. Mm -hmm. It was almost like having a toothache. It'd been going on for years, and the pain was making you want to stop the pain. That's what caused me to feel suicidal. And you know, and it was at that point that I said I can't go any further down in this. And already I'd been starting to sort of decide that the whole institution was against any contact as long as the mother well, showed any resistance to it. Kind of is. And and then that's what I was trying to say, Dan. I know there's a lot of things going, but that's overt. There's nobody, no women walking about saying that. There's no gender pay gap there. There's no. Uh, that's against women. That's overtly against children. It's overtly against human beings, and it's overtly based on uh, and your, your gender. Case, and that's what really makes you. me alienated from the feminist movement because they're saying that, oh, look at this, look at this, and I'm going, well, what about that then? Why you know up here about that? That's feminism as well because that's sex discrimination, and it's leading to overt extreme forms of child abuse. Taking because a child it's from its against parent. a man, though, that's why. Ah, that's the identifying, but the myth is that's that's yeah, that's the spin. Why do you think that the is? Spin, well, the spin relates to hide the bigger issue, which is bracketeering. My, my, my case, and this isn't all the externality, of course, but I did a forensic investigation via the... They've got an accountant, right? Yeah. The, 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 the sheriff court. Mm. And they sort of have to account for things, right? And if they can't get private cash... Guess where they're going to go? They're going to go to the public purse and they'll yeah, come up with some creative accountant just to take your money from you. So, you think right? this whole thing is basically stacked Fraud. against, let's just say men, and I know you like right. to say it for being humans right. because obviously the women in certain cases they suffer. You're trying to isolate people. You're trying to isolate they're people, but I'll do it for you, right? So, it's men, right? Yeah. It's men, so it's always it's intrinsically against men. Why did they profit <coughs> for that? Well, Why? because there is a profit to be made, and if you take away that, that discrimination, you remove. To an explicit extent, forensically you could show it. Of course, the argument could be, well, but that would open up new avenues. These people, like anybody, don't want to have to redirect their skills. They've got this open source revenue coming in every mm. week, and men coming in saying, I'm not getting to see my vein. Aye. Aye, I, need, I, need, I know I need And think it as well, you need heating so they can exploit you with your heating. You need to see your babies so I can exploit you. Your baby's better than I can exploit you to get you by this lovely pink Cadillac here. Well, I don't really need a pink Cadillac, pal. Well, so you need to pay your child support. You need to pay. So it's always on to exploitation. So it's a racket, then. Basically. It's a racket. And so it's... why is the racket no geared towards? 
taking it off the women then? Is it because, because they don't earn as much? Well, it's historical. And I agree with Diane, there are a lot of things that could be anti-men, but they're very misogynistic. This is a very misogynistic perspective of fatherhood, isn't it? Or we just need to come in and... Oh, see that anyway, maybe change your odd nappy. Then go out in the air and that's all we need you to do. Mm-hmm. The mother will do the nurturing. Right? Well, that's so anti-human. That's well, so think, capitalistic. That's I'm going to go I think Bob will speak for me as well mm-hmm. here where, uh, see my wings, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I've obviously, I, I'm married and uh, and I see my kids, you know, on a daily basis, a mm-hmm. nightly basis. I've got a friend who actually, he uh, separated from his, his uh, wife uh, several years back and he said to me, he said, I raised that way, and you know, it was basically the first three years, he was mm-hmm. there putting the went to bed and all that, right? And I go to the point, he said, I'm lying in a fucking empty room, in an empty house, mm-hmm. right? He says, Profound. he said, and I've got a bed, he says, and that's it, right. I've got fuck all else, Loneliness. right? He says, and I'm lying there, and he was the same, as what mm-hmm. you said, contemplating suicide. Now, now he, he, um, and he said that to me, you know, uh, where he was, he was, he was basically, you know, we were sitting having, right. just like, well, let's go for a drink, let's go and sit down, have a wee blether, have, let's loosen ourselves at a wee pint and have a, have a, ch- a chat. And he said that to me. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now what what happened in that, now, do you know what he said to me, right? He said to me, I can see why these guys dress up as Batman and chain themselves to fucking Big Ben. I know these guys. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the thing is, you have, you have encountered the very same thing and that's how I can totally uh, get, you know, I, I I I've not had first hand experience of it, obviously, but uh, but I know myself what it's like to put my wings to bed and to know day, like you say, uh, have the misogynistic outlook on it. And because see, my wings, he'll phone me up, Bob will phone me up, and he'll say to me, uh, "What are you up to?" I say, "I'm just bathing the wings." Are we? What are you up to? Me and the wings is at the pictures, yeah. right? Stuff like that, right? Yeah. Because because we, uh, like you say. Is a, it's a sexist, uh, that is a sexist look at it. We, like you say, uh, uh, generally, I'm not saying that everybody thinks this, but 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 we are the, the back in the day, we were the breadwinners. We were back in the day, we were we were going out and working and go to the pub on a Friday and bring him a boat. Do you know what? Do you know what? Like, this is a story. Seeing Govan and Govan uh, just at the shipyards, there was a fucking pub, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what pub it was, but I get told this story off an old guy I used to work with who worked in the shipyards back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, they used to sell, uh, uh, I think it was Terry's Old Gold or something, they used to sell them on the fucking, <laughs> in the bar. Aye, right? at the storerooms you mean? Right, <laughs> in the pub. Off the boat. Right, and, no, in, in the pub. And what happened was, a guy would go there after he's worked on a Friday, Aye. right? And he would get in, and he would have a few scoops, and then he would get buy his books or tear his old gold or his fucking whatever it was, right? And he would take it home to his wife mm-hmm. and with a pay packet and say, There you go, and there's your chocolates. Yeah. And she was happy with that, right? But that's not the way it is now. We are we aren't just uh, fucking going out, you know, we're not just the workhorses, we are people well, like, as a parent who wants to be involved in the the, the, the development aye, of your but, but the economy, that should come hand in hand with the liberation of women. And also when we're talking about this wage. Why? Why is housewives not been paid a wage all these centuries? Women are in. after man. Well, aye, right. So well, well, I'm just putting those arguments out there. The point is, things have changed now. Uh, I think they're going back to it more naturally. Uh, that you shared the parenting, not just between the two parents and the children, but the wider family, the grandparents, the aunts, aye. the uncles, the nieces and nephews. You know, you got that whole uh, sort of diaspora. Uh, granted, male and female human beings right because that's two mm-hmm. types 
that's diaspora interaction going on that can be quantified male and female, absolutely. But go back to what you were saying about that kind of thinking that men's roles and women's roles, how that culture is reflected is another thing that people don't realise. 2005 with the consultation for this 2006 Family Law Scotland Act we've got now. Now, as part of the consultation, they discussed illegitimacy. So you could still be an illegitimate child. That word was still used in law. Right now, words, I mean, somebody's born a bastard, as they say, mm-hmm. right? Right, these unmarried children born out of wedlock. But you see this. Now, listen, that's right, they get rid of that. Now, this was a parliament on singing for the same hymn sheet across the political diaspora. Oh, yeah, and we had civil servants saying to them all, look, you got to do this. What do you mean? Well, it's not really up for debate. We're giving you the instruction here, right? That's our job, is to inform you as, as uh, parliamentarians. You don't really have anywhere to go unless you want to restart the whole legislative body mm-hmm. because this thing is discriminating against children, contrary to the Children Act, because those who have been conceived outside marriage are being classed as illegitimate, mm-hmm. and it's wrong. So you need to get rid of it. What was at the back of it is they couldn't tie chasing absent dads to money. Mm. Right now, the irony is though, seeing they removed that, that was a good thing. On the argument they were saying, right, it's right. Yeah, you, you shouldn't have children treated differently just because of the status of their parents, mm. right? But then they didn't remove a legitimacy because it's still you don't have any available rights if you've. Aye. So, so do you mean that's how overtly inconsistent they are? That's how duplicitous they are. See, that's how they couldn't stand up to arguments, so they run away from it. Mm. You never see any. You can't go and look through the media and get me a debate on this issue we're talking about today, mm. by the way. Why is that? Why is it we can't get something that affects right. bigger numbers than clearly they're trying to wage discrimination? Private? It's a huge... It's, it's, right. it's no sexual abuse, but it's a huge right. state-sponsored child abuse. Right. So what would happen if this So what would happen then if the lid get blown off this whole thing then? Well, the lid get blown off, there would have to be an inquiry. People would stop earning money. Well, no, because you see all the time, but the one thing we could do is stop the rot regardless of how we have recriminations or retrospective look at individual players. The point is that you say, right, to the politicians, come on, let's get into the parliament and you defend this current Mm -hmm. status quo, because none of you will do it. None of them will come in. Even Christina McKelvey, who's obviously an overt sexist, man-hating bigot (laughs) uh, by by, by her conduct... She sounds lovely, eh? Well, she is. That's the one that I filed perjury charges. Right. Now, I filed them at Hamilton Police Station where I was processed. They chased me out the door. Ten minutes later, I'm walking over to Motherwell Police Station and they are taking my details. So that proves that Motherwell didn't know that by taking what they were doing, they were going to expose questionable, at this stage, I wouldn't say criminal, but questionable conduct to Police Scotland, at least at that department in Hamilton mm-hmm. because they were the ones that went to gather the evidence to build a case against do you think? Me. Do you think right? that that's because so they have... No, what, no, what was questionable well, what they done? Well, first of all, right, they said that they were going to look into this. Somebody said to them, I'm worried about this Mr McCarroll's doing A, B and C. Right. Then I turn up and say, well, I'm worried that that person might be doing that. What is the way a, a police officer makes that judgement based on qualifying the evidence? No, not to do say it was gender instead. No, do you know what Go it away. was? Well, I'm not, not saying it's gender. I'm saying no. it's corruption. No, I'm saying, but was it was it gender instead? Did they look at you no, so no, the man no, is no. involved? No, no, no. gender. It's to do with a St- public body, status. a public body committing corruption to appease certain body parties that wanted it. In this case, the SNP hierarchy, who are the current in power government. That's their employers, and it doesn't require the whole of police Scotland. It just requires certain pe- people to initiate it. Mm, then right. it runs itself. But then what you've got to do if you're involved in that, if you're the victim of it, like I was, it, once, for example, the Procurator Fiscal Service at Hamilton got involved, then that would be the next uh, opportunity for right to be done rather than corruption. But it went on, so now I know they're corrupt. And how do I know that? Because 
they prosecuted me using a thing called Murov's Doctrine, which apparently, you, I mean, every police officer listening to this Sorry, what's it called? Murov's Doctrine. It's where you don't have enough evidence to convict, mm-hmm. but you can say that there's been enough complaints of a similar nature that it builds up to a pattern, right? right. Now, that's what they're saying, but this whole thing that this... Well, because of what we say and he said earlier on, every time he phoned... So just because a load of people said some shite, that equates to the same as having well, evidence? That, that, I don't have a problem with that in law, as long as I'm being honest, but one of the things I How say... do you trust people to be honest, though? Well, well here's, a te- here's, here's, here's some proof, some irrefutable fact. I let the four key witnesses go up, get off the, right. the, the, the dock, go and get their tea and go home. Then I say to the judge, wait a minute, I'm now making a motion for perjury. And he went, why is a sheep? And I said, and that's these four characters, which included the two I've mentioned, and two of their colleagues. And they were the four that were only making anything overtly a uh, claim against the way I behaved, which mm-hmm. could construe as likely to cause someone to suffer fear and alarm. And that specifically is that I threatened to take up arms against them. Now, when she said that in court, she said she immediately went to the police unit dedicated to the Scottish Parliament. Hmm. Now, she went to the police unit. She had a witness with her. She had a conversation with me. At the end of that conversation, however you spin it, I gave her my number. So if she ran into the police unit at the Scottish Parliament as mm-hmm. an an Shaker parliamentarian, Aye. right? Mm-hmm. Not just anybody, but just a parliamentarian and say, this guy's starting to take up hands against me. There's my witness. There's his name and number. Go and yeah. do your job. You know the first thing a police officer's got to do? This is an incident. He has to generate on the system instant report. an incident report and, and, and what's called a number, right? Yeah. An instant number. I've been asking for that instant number now for ages. But even before you get there, and this is how blatantly stupid as well as arrogant, as powerful and unaccountable they are, as he was a proclamator of fiscal service turning up to apply a case where they said we'll have to use Murov's doctrine, but the start of the whole case is based on something that they could criminally pursue. <laughs> and not have to use Murov's doctrine. Now, but- I don't want to confuse, but the point yeah. is... They got to start to argue this argument that, oh, we all, these people are going to come up and uh, to testify against Mr. McHale, all suffer from an alarm, based on the idea that, and I first met Miss McKelvey, I said to her, I'm going to take up arms against you and your pals if you don't do what I want. And then I had all the other meetings. That's uh, all justified by that. Is, lie. Did you actually say that to No, her? I didn't. No, say what did you no, say then? No, what I did say was that you will have to look at this seriously because I've no doubt if you continue to abuse children like this, some parents are going to take up arms against you directly. And I was yeah. saying you're being reckless, you're being abusive. Somebody's going to have too much one day. I, and and of course, snap, the proof right? of that is, I mean, I, I cross examined my own witnesses, right? I'd done my own case, right? And I said to our parliamentary aide, now, it says in here that you said that I took up, I think, take up arms against you, that I was going to shoot you. Is that what you're saying here right now? And she went like that. No, I'm not saying you say that. I says, no, I'm asking you, you're saying that I threatened to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Look you in the face, two human beings, face to face right now. So exactly what I said to her. And she, you're saying I threatened to shoot you. And she went, what's to that effect? Judge me jumping her in. It's, uh, that's what can I'm trying to say. Can't say, say what's so, to that But she got so, away with it. I mean, remember, although it's my duty or my lawyer to best represent me, mm-hmm. the judge, especially in Scotland, if you know Scottish law, he has a duty to jump in yeah. and do arbitrate as best he can without undermining impartiality. At that really point, he should be saying, saying no, I want a better answer from you, uh, miss. Which proves that he was already in. They were going to give me a trial and find me guilty. Look at other things. So you think before I even started, they knew oh, you were guilty and it was this just, just theatre? This was just theatre to go through? Diane can look up, uh, what's his name? Who's the main reporter? John Snow. John Snow, Secret Service. John Snow, 
top journalist and BBC. He fucking John Snow and Zainab Badawi. That guy, he's in a fucking. He's no, in no, a no, 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 no. He's a great journalist, fantastic yeah. man, because he told everybody that he was approached, and yeah. that was him sticking it to the Secret Service in Britain. Saying this is neither Britain I want, so I'm telling everybody you've came to me, and they said we'll match your seventy five thousand. So doesn't matter what else. There's evidence mm -hmm. that the Secret Service do approach journalists and that they offer them a, a double your double your cash. I know that now. I don't need anybody to tell me oh, that's who's speculating. We have John Snow. Is anybody mm -hmm. going to question John Snow's integrity? Yeah, See the, right, uh, then we've got Otto, whatever his name is, equivalent, but he's one of the most respected German journalists, equivalent German papers at times. He also, he actually was given Secret Service uh, things to implant in the paper and he admitted really? that. He, he felt guilty. There was what, a book out last year. What would benefit them for that? What would, what would they but, get but, but Why I bring this in is it wasn't me brought up any of this speculation about Secret Service involved in my prosecution. It was Sam Pauling herself right. which I tried to use as a very subtle example of here's when we not just come here objectively as a, as a poor, unwitting victim to my bad behaviour, she's coming up here and she's trying to imply she's a bit crazy. I says, which shows she's kind of got an agenda, but more so importantly, she wants you all to think that, now I'm going to destroy that and show at the same time that she's been disingenuous with that view because obviously she knows that this is a very rational thing to speculate because here we have Jon Snow, mm -hmm. here we have Otto Flopsoff and whatever his name is, two top <laughs> Heavyweight journalists that, yeah. with utter credibility. See, the thing field, is, what, all telling you, it's not just a a, a, a rumour. Right. The Secret Service do want yeah, us yeah. to work with them. That's why so many journalists get killed, because it is standard amongst warring states and all that, that you need some front, same with the police rely on taxi drivers. These are all things that are the webs. Right. Ah, of course. Never heard that in my life. Well, you are talking earlier on about how taxi drivers get, but that makes them an access source for the Secret Service, more so than, say, Mabel that works... How so? Because we're in the streets? Because you're in the streets, of course, aye. And you're hearing things. I always, I always heard the best witness Agent to get for anything. Kelly. <laughs> the best witness to get for anything. I was just I was watching, his, I was this, watching his iris there when this, I asked him. This fucker's <laughs> dragged, he's dragged you in here, Brian, to incriminate you. I know, it's a thing. I'm out here, I'm a ID chip in my bum. See what you're saying there, right? You're saying that... And, and it's to a lesser magnitude for you, right? So it's it, probably more believable uh, that, that uh, you know, obviously the, the uh, you, you have a case against an MSP, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's obviously more believable that they could lean on the coppers and say, right, by the way, blah, 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 well, it's blah, getting all really the court system, now. right? Now, um, what, what we, we talked about before was uh, was uh, years ago in, in the States where they... They made uh, the hippies fucking criminals because they mm -hmm. smoked marijuana. Mm -hmm. Before that, they, what they done is they hammered it down and said, they're criminals, they're doing drugs. Drugs, 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 drugs. And then it made the hippies. So they, everybody went... But they drugged them first, remember? Well, but, that was part I, of the play. Drugged them drugs first. But everybody went like later. that. Do you know what? The hippies are bad because they're... But the hippies were speaking sense and they didn't want people to listen. They were going, stop the war, fucking mm. stop bombing places. And they went like that. Do you know what? See the hippies... We'll make them criminals and we'll fucking nobody will listen to them because they're criminals. Now, what happens with you is you go into Hamilton uh, Police Station and you say, by the way, I'd like to file a perjury case against mm -hmm. an MSP. And they go, that's Brian McCarrow. He's got a fucking criminal record. He's a criminal. We're not going to listen to him. And mm -hmm. then you go up to somewhere else, Motherwell, mm -hmm. where they don't know you. Mm -hmm. And they go, why? Uh, but I think come it's come more on. than just 
they know I'm a criminal at that point. It's, but but they I'm know saying criminal they in brackets here, right? They know because I was set up. I don't even think, oh, because see, before I went to film my perjury charges uh-huh. during the case, right? I did other things like I, I went into the station and I said, I want to speak to Chief Area Commander. I says, because remember, I told you I had three actual face to face meetings with Miss McKelvey as a, in her capacity as my MSP paid for by us, right? Each of those meetings, there was two two police officers. In there were you? In there with me. And I remember the first time I appeared, I went, eh, by the way, lads, if you need to see the MSP, you're usually on duty. When you just go, I'm, I'm paid my day, I'm... <laughs> and they went, no, no, it's all right. So there's proof. They never, nobody informed me. Now remember, this comes back to this idea that she said in court, mm-hmm. I immediately ran up to the police unit all that time aye, before I met her. So this was months later, me having my first meeting. She won the seat. I phoned her up and says, right, I'm holding you to fight the irons. I need... You and me to sit down and yep. for you from a parliamentarian point of view. Did she know that you were the guy who said that to her when she had her first meeting with you? Aye, aye, right. aye, aye. But we discussed it. Uh, and that was another thing she never once said. Now, these police officers, I didn't know where for me. That's what, Naively. Say, that's what I'm trying to get to. Do you and know I had three meetings. You, now, when we got to court, was those six police officers at court? Right. No. Why? Why were they not there? I don't know. Because well, they were no, well, I mean, there? these people that I'm meeting are sitting there testifying. I'm going to the judge. So where's the notebook from the police officer that was there? This was a locus where a crime's committed. There's police officers there. But now we find out from some of the witnesses, and I'm only finding this out today, is that they were specifically there for me. So even worse, you're now letting them whittle on about how I made them feel uh, suffered, like behaviour likely caused them to suffer fear and alarm. Well, the police were there and they didn't interject. I don't remember any of them coming over and saying to these officers, you you don't notice it, but I'm suffering fear and alarm right now. So there's a second Mm. test. You might say, well, maybe they didn't see you were causing them fear and alarm. Well, why did these people not say to them? Mm-hmm. The point is that I was being investigated without being told mm-hmm. if I was. But I'm trying to tell you what I know because I was there and I maybe know, obviously, it's not a video blow by real time okay. account of what happened. Uh, that this is the, the chink in their armour along with others. Either way, see, she did genuinely went to the police unit there and then said that. It kind of gives some veracity her claim, doesn't it? But right away then, my f- conviction's false because no one came and formally charged me. No. Now, why is that? Why didn't they? They had a witness. They had a, a, a witness to corroborate what she was saying. She had the name of the assailant and the phone number mm-hmm. by standards of act quote procedure, which is... a doddle get you? Well, th- it's not just a doddle. It it's would be cut- illegal for them not to act uh, upon uh, it. Exactly. Right, so the it's police... And this is what the police are sweating their bollocks over right now since 2014 because for all they're using... Corrupt judges, they still can't make this square peg in the round hole, <laughs> and I'm still shouting it. And the way I'm doing that is to say, right, you're finding me guilty. Now I need to raise fifty thousand to go and get my conviction quashed, which I could do on a a, t- a stamp. Mm-hmm. See, the day I went to court, right, they presented their case against me. What's wrong with that? See, if I came to court and mm-hmm. presented my case there, and then the judge might have flung me out of court because he's saying you've got to give disclosure. Well, before Four, the other uh, side needs right, to. I had my case like that, and it's a lot of work for one guy, a plumber for that call. To do, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is the proclamation fiscal service you pay for. Aye. When do you think they were uh, allowed to give me their case against so me? So you've got, you've got, so you've got yeah. a big stock. So day. you, so you had a day off to look at what they had against you. I didn't even have a day, mate. They gave me half an hour to go and look at their case. To look at what they had against you. No, used to stop right there. And forget what you know or don't know. Does that seem fair to you? No, of course not. It's and I can tell you, it's not fair. And if you sounds fucking highly illegal. It sounds it is highly illegal. 
but it's also legal because our judge, we've been all told that Scots law is the best out of all the British law. Mm. Some of the things in Scots law are more dictatorial without redress and it's called judicial discretion. I sat, I used, you ever heard of Pinochet? Pinochet was right. the dictator right, of Chile. Yep. Now, he was arrested in Scotland, eh, in Britain. Sorry, he wasn't even in Britain. He was flown over once he left in Spain. European arrest warrant. That arrest warrant came as a complaint that was basically supported by Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International and other mm. ones, right? So he was arrested as an ex-dictator who during his time was very tied in with the British and the Americans, right? He'd overthrown, I want you to think about this as you think about Syria, right? Mm -hmm. And who really want to believe, right? The Russians or the Americans, right? The Russians are not the baddies in this. I don't care mm -hmm. what they do. It's the same thing as in Chile. He had an elected, democratically elected government he overthrew. Then they went about executing all those they saw as a threat to their coup, right? Which included executing people in a stadium built by European funded money yeah. and during the miners strike she was they were supplying coal to the British that was dug out by the hands of 12 year old Chilean boys right so that's the kind of people that Maggie Thatcher was wanting us all to get me yeah right now <laughs> when case came up he was being charged with crimes against humanity pretty much mm -hmm. as high as any individual couldn't because you have to be a dictator you can't yeah, just be a wee bookie in the middle of the corner street <laughs> causing all this death it's just not going sure. to happen you don't have the wherewithal so pretty serious charges do you know why that guy wasn't convicted why? and it was a set up by the state one of the three judges that they appointed later on his prosecution his defence team get an anonymous phone call saying do you know that judge such and such is actually connected to one of the signatories to the charge against your client I think it was Human Rights Watch he is in the charitable arm as a an executive that helps raise money for that organisation, right? right? Oh, nice and well. I'd quite like the uh, judges that support Amnesty International. Uh, but the point is, it's an apparent conflict, interest, conflict of interest. So how did he end up there? Why didn't he declare himself? There's a big, obvious... Right, but that's just one part. But the story is, this is case law, right? This case was dismissed because of that reality. Now, remember... Do you think the judge knew that, then? Well, well, well oh, don't even better. This is, does you know your laws the way they work? You might annoy you, but again, they're for good reason. His case was dropped against this mass-murdering scumbag because someone had conducted themselves that meant they couldn't support one of the three pillars that he must be seen to get a fair trial. No, just get a fair trial, but it must be seen. So no one could prove it. He didn't get a fair trial up to that point. Mm -hmm. In fact, they could even his own defence team said, we're no making a plea that he hasn't received it, but you have undermined, destroyed the ability for this case to go forward because you have not been able to show that it You've can be seen, seen to get a fair that. trial because this judge personally, I don't know why they didn't say, right, retrial will give you a new judge. Uh, I know. Right? It's so even in. then... So this guy, but the point was this set up a set a precedent, didn't it? Uh, and Supreme Court, and all laws in Scotland eventually must go to the Supreme Court. So here was a Supreme case law I had. Now I presented that to this judge, and this is where I did it. I presented that as a case of you can't be seen to be impartial mm -hmm. test, right? This Pinochet case. I also had a letter during the two thousand and five, two thousand six consultation to the then two thousand six Family Law Scotland Act. Anybody can ask. Organisations can mm -hmm. write, you give this consultation, the government invite people to give their points of view and they take into right. consideration. Now, what do you understand about the judiciary, the Scottish government and the executive that comes from the Scottish Parliament, right? That's the three 
pillars of government, separation of powers. So the Scottish government and the Scottish Parliament cannot interfere with the judiciary, and the judiciary cannot interfere with the legislature, which is the Scottish yeah. Parliament, right? So here you have a consultation. The Scottish Parliament turn around and start asking the Sheriff's Association, the body that represents all judges in Scotland, what do you think? Right. Now stop right there. Do you understand that they shouldn't be doing uh, they that? They should be doing that, of course. Right. Right. But here they are doing it. That, eh? Second demeanour is that the judges indulge in this and go right, we'll write to you. And they wrote these two letters. Now, I could go to your other Supreme Case Law this comes into, but we know of a record of a private letter as a result of this request and this interaction, right? There's just the record that there's a private correspondence between the Scottish Government and the Sheriff's Association. Then there's a public letter, which was on, you can see it in the consultation programme, right. if you go to the Scottish Parliament website. And in that letter, they say that they don't think unmarried fathers should have the same rights as everyone else. Oh, oh. Now, they could have went, we think unmarried fathers are better than everybody else. The same <laughs> effect is that they showed a bias which rendered them by the laws of the judiciary of this country as null and void from able to even represent, not just when I apply to see my daughter, but if somebody accuses me of murder, none of those judges can get involved. Does that sound ridiculous to you? Because it's still a conflict of interest. And if you think it sounds ridiculous, I'm not going to argue with you, but then I put to you, well, what happened to Pinochet? Right? <laughs> right? So, did you get what I'm getting at? Aye. So, it's true because Pinochet proves it. Mm-hmm. So, I present this to this judge, and this judge goes to me. Ah, wait a minute, Mr. McKerrow, what you're trying to say then is that no judge in Scotland can they oversee any case at the moment when an unmarried father, both civil or criminal. And he was looking at me as if to say, that's crazy. How so? I don't get that, how so? Because it is. Because it's legal. Because, because, uh, there must be some because judge the judges, who who by entertaining a discussion in public about how they view no. certain laws which the legislators decide to take, by conducting themselves in that manner, they've disqualified so themselves. So, so, right, it's basic, honestly, for their point of view, for their professional so, point of view, it is overt disregard so to, and malfeasance. Because uh, so they all know before they even allowed <coughs> it to happen that they shouldn't be doing it. So yeah. why did they do it? It's to know. test how ignorant all you are. doesn't yeah. matter how. If there's only five people in Scotland no, are aware of this, right. which maybe That's there still me. is. I mean, it's terrible. So see to rectify that. See, see to rectify that. Is it c- quite a simple thing no, to do? No, well, well, it isn't, but there is ways, there will be ways, and better minds than me will know it, but the essential I, thing I, I would say is you have, to, you have to take away all the judges that are under that, literally it no, is. No, but I'm just talking about, see, on a legal, on a legal uh, kind of basis, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, uh, to draw up new legislation, right, mm-hmm. it has to be passed by lords mm-hmm. and whatever, mm-hmm. right? Now, um, the, uh, is there a way to, to rectify that in order to to help a guy like you? Or well, never mind me. I mean, it's just more about standards. I mean, these judges are blatantly acting like petulant children in a in a in a, in a canteen. They've been asked to run, you know. And they're flinging the stuff all over the place and kicking over the like out. And that's literally what they're doing. It is. It's actually law unhinged. It's no that I'm asked putting a crazy scenario into the thing mix here. The only reason why it looks serious is because like you see, but like you see, your scenario is quite is fucking ridiculously common throughout the UK, right? Where mm-hmm. where 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 fathers or parents or whatever mm-hmm. aren't getting access to seeing kids, right? So mm-hmm. your scenario is very very common, right? So the biggest majority of people, right? And I've spoke to you off microphone. I know somebody that was in that situation, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, her basically just they have to bend over and get shafted, and that's it. Well, aye, but a lot of people can bend over not just men and get shafted. Aye, by I know, but I'm just saying but that. What, I'm, what we're talking about here right now specifically is 
how judges are breaking the rules, and if they break the rules, the whole thing breaks down. Mm-hmm. And it's no, it's no criticisms right. of the law aren't actually criticisms of the law. It's a great thing in principle. It's the application by individual participants that's screwing it up. Uh, for vested interest we've got this duplicity as I say right, do you know what I mean right, you've got okay. a, like as I say he's turned to me and saying you will obey this law that I'm about to judge you on I'm saying but I've just went through so you've lost all credibility see, and that is how the law works whether I agree with it or not see I was taking it as your individual case there but I know you're, you're making the point that it's more than it's a bigger thing it comes back to my case in that sense that here I was making a motion for him to recuse himself because he can't be seen to be impartial by the fact of that letter saying by the chef's association this is what he said to me well you know not every member of uh, the chef's association uh, not every judge in Scotland is a member of the chef's association very disingenuous because I knew the answer to that right. and so I replied and said which one <laughs> and he went move on oh, really? I'll hold you in contempt because right, he really? knew what he just said was wrong uh-huh. it was a lie there isn't any, but he wanted to imply to the court because they're always playing. We've all got that kind of public spin thing, yep. you know. Am I coming across good, no matter what my intentions? The judges are no different, you know. He's mm-hmm. standing. That's why they were the big twenty courtroom. fucking Aye. legs and all that. Well, well, and stuff. I get nine days prosecution. I applied for three days defence. They gave me one. On every day, why was, that's, how the fuck are they allowed to do that? Right, every day there was three journalists, right, for different papers or different agencies there. On the day that I came, he start giving my spin and all of this and Maybe. destroy the case. Nobody. No Fucking reporters. empty. Why? How's empty. that? How? How do you explain that? How? Because the media isn't a media in this country. See the way we get told about But is there a guy? Is there somebody? Germany. No, seriously, listen. Wait a minute, wait a minute. East... Is there somebody who's looking, overseeing your case and saying, right, let's pump the fucking media in there when the judges are talking Aye. and see when the guy yes. is speaking, yes. get rid of them? Yes. So there's somebody, there well, is somebody who exists who that like, is their job. Diane was saying that they might be for similar reasons that Dan holds a view that we need uh, women's programmes more than we need men's programmes right now because of other inalienable dynamic things that yep. go beyond what we're saying. They may be for the reasons, but all the editors, yes, they do not operate as journalistic functions. It's all propaganda. They may be, we are supposed to view China in the 70s or pre the break fall of the wall, the Stasi. Mm. We've got it all here. We invented it. Mm. We're just, you might say it's a better Stasi form. We've got more choice. No, you get to choose between <laughs> uh, these crisps and these crisps, and you get to be poor, but you get these wee choices. But ultimately, when anybody upsets the status quo, we are far better at shutting them down than yeah. any of the other countries we're competing Do with. Because you know, I've witnessed it, I've watched it happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're, we're actually almost Diane. Well, before that happens, fight. before that yeah. happens, I need to get back to something, one more thing that we need to talk about you didn't get to talk about okay. is your party. Aye. Tell right, us we'll get the, we'll just fi- we're actually going to finish <clears throat> up on your aye, that's party. What, I want to have. Okay. what is the deal? What's the thing you're going to do? Well, What's the, the tickets? Idea What's the thing? Aye, well, the idea is that the participation like uh, should be more broader and we should legislate for that so that we've no just got oh well you asked for him four years ago now that's who you've got today and he you can't argue against what he does he's your authority he represents mm-hmm. it or she represents it no we want more committee based politics decision making committee based legislative processes like think tanks aye aye and that when Not better than that. we might still have a representative who represents a constituency but he's got to go back every week and Earn, he's still going to have that yeah. post. So the idea you get voted in just does it start to get away from this party politics and get back to same as this uh, resource based economy. Now a certain processor looking at the problems mm-hmm. and seeing what the problems are. No, if you are left centric or a right centric or a capitalistic or socialistic point of view, just 
what, what's the problem yeah. here? How can we solve it? And one of the big releases to that, coming back to be more what is your politics, Brian, is that we completely restructure finance completely. Mm. We we take our bankers by the throats we've got the now and say, you're redundant. The whole way you work is different to the new type of bankers. They won't even be called bankers because really that's about us organising uh, projects. For example, uh, you don't need to know anything about physics. You don't need to be in the green or the right. Calculation will tell you that we can get all our energy today and going forward from the sun on PVs, for example, mm -hmm. but there's just not the money to invest to, in it. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's vested interest, having a, an a bad influence on where we can take technology. Mm -hmm. And people can say it's fat market forces, nonsense. It comes back to the how do we quantitatively ease all that money? Where did all that money come mm -hmm. from? Do they say it stopped the whole thing collapsing? Well, it's going to collapse, maybe even collapse this year. That's the indication of what happened in 2008. It's going to happen again because mm. the system's just, it's a joke. It works, aye, but that's what I'm trying mm. to say. There's other better systems that can work that you can and actually your party, end of the do you day. have a name for your party? Aye, Peace, Truth and Justice Party. The Peace, Truth and Justice and, Party. And uh, who, who's all involved in that just now? <coughs> Two of us in the moment, and very deliberately so. Uh, just as the minimum you need because you need, well, it says three, but one person can <coughs> add to the parts that you need to constitute to be able to register a political party. And as I say, we'll be going out and doing this seminars. We're really, what we're saying is there's a whole sort of group of people who are in positions of power who completely operate like this, and we're showing you, and it's got nothing to do with democracy, well, and we have to basically push them out into the light. Will you let us know, see when, that, see when that comes about, when it's, can you let us know so? Because on our, uh, on our podcast... Well, we, you'll we, know already, because I'm going to do a stunt to sort of advertise Are you really? Yes. yes. Can, we, can we help you? Is there any help No, no, because I don't even want to, I wouldn't want anybody to run foul of the law. And although, I don't care, I'll do it. Although I might run foul of the law, what I can state for anybody in the law listening is there'll be no harm brought to anyone, there'll be no endangerment to anybody's safety. No. Maybe a wee bit of my own. But in all these things, it's all about promoting love and getting rid of uh, fear and discrimination. And, you know, we can all get with that sentiment for fuck's sake. Exactly. So, I mean, I can tell you more, but basically it's about putting a banner somewhere where everybody's going to see it. Oh, really? And I've done that. And it really, it's, really <laughs> calling it, it's really calling it out. It's saying right. it's, whether it be Nicola Sturgeon or any of the other leaders of the party, I'm coming for yous, I'm coming on an agenda that yous are criminal, and I'm going to run on an agenda. Here's the facts, there's a the law, what are we all going to do about these people? And it's as simple as that. Plus. And the economic arguments are dead simple. If, say, for example, you're for independence, why did they not talk about uh, the Scottish keeping the sterling? Mm. Right? They talked about that as if that's your sterling. If we split them all, we help build that. And if mm. they can, that's not intrinsically English no, or I'm Welsh. It it's intrinsically British, and we are part of Britain. And if we leave Britain, we have every right and sovereign duty, by the way, to the to the to the that sterling. So mm -hmm. if you like, because if we part from it, we kind of devalue that. But do you want those? Get the Queen's face on it. We don't have a Queen in America for independence. We, we don't no, have no, a Queen. No. We have a German family. I'll be honest. That's maybe for a part two. Is that a part two? What is this? Do I hear a sequel to this episode? Coming there. On that note, right? We well, look. Uh, uh, honestly, eager anticipation of your stunt. Uh, I fantastic. mean, say that sounds um, fucking awesome. I can't wait to read it in the papers. Well, that's the I idea. can't wait to be there. I'm the only way you'll get in the paper is me. Is if you prepare to somehow make some physical sacrifice that all these uh, hats can sit and laugh and go, oh, oh, oh. That's what they're like. They literally want to. They just see you as guinea pigs. 
Do you see you as like a YouTube video? Aye, and I, I accept that. I just see me as I, I'll get on as long as I prostitute myself a certain way. <laughs> they'll see that as no. It's, mm. He's not upset the apple cart, and it fills mm. some of that space with mm. mindless numb that we want to well. fill the paper with. <laughs> but at the same time, it will have the ability to inform. Well, we'll post it on our page. We'll be all over that shit. We'll post it on our page. Yes. Definitely, right, because at the end of the day, because we're talking about the power of social media and the power mm-hmm. of these things that Bob says can can be They're for fucking, bad use. Uh, they can also be for good use. And if uh, if you do a stun like that and we get a link to it, it's going straight onto the podcast. Absolutely. Page. So, I mean, just any press is good press. Exactly, exactly. Brian, it's been absolutely amazing. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Been a fantastic yeah. guest, Dan. Yes, thank you. Thank you, you, doing thank you very much, Transmission Room. We're ready to say good night. Good night. Good night, good night Dan. Dan. Good night, Dan. Good night and good luck.